Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give them life. The blackest wrestling podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they kick it trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap. So I had to break it down The whole network, man, we coming for the crown Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Bang. Hey, folks. Welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd. Here me at Rich Lotto. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Chilling, uh, ready to do some legendary audio. We've got f- uh, so much of a packed show that once again, the One Nation Radio Awards have been moved. But unlike other weeks, it has all been counted and ready to go. And I found out a, a slightly quicker way to count them this year. All right. All right. Like yeah, man. Like the, it is using packed. The sheets form and like, all that. Bro, think of it this way. I almost hit you up today and was like, should we run tomorrow? Because, like, then we could then talk about, like, the Muto retirement show that's going to happen in a couple hours. Like, yeah, yeah, it's 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 pretty packed. It's pretty packed, like, these uh, these these last few days. So, yeah. Um, Yeah, So, we'll end up giving y'all a midweek show for the award show. So, um, check out for that uh, later in the week. But uh, yeah, man, let's um let's get into oh, it. Also, I guess we should start with elimination. There's a lot of talk around it. A lot of people, you know, um, a lot of people were upset with this one. A lot of people were upset with this one. But before we get into deconstructing all this shit, um, we also will have the interview with Kenny Omega that I did on the Swerve City podcast on the feed, uh, the One Nation Radio feed this week. Um, Friday, right? Yeah, well, yeah, we'll put it up Friday. Uh, give you guys something to, to roll with in the weekend and all that and kind of basking in the afterglow of that. Got a lot of great feedback on it. Um, and it was, you know, I, I, I feel like I represented uh, 
myself well to show well uh and you know there was just like uh you know it was a really cool experience i talked about it last week but um uh hope everyone you know has checked it out the numbers are doing great definitely newsworthy if you guys like haven't seen some of the stuff that's, that's kind of floating out there reddit's all over it the news sites are all over it so i uh, was pretty happy with that james did you happen to uh hear the whole interview not the whole interview. I uh, pressed pause on it after y'all started going into um, talking about getting out of the wrestling, getting into um, like Marvel movies, because like that would be spoilers territory for me because I have not watched money any of the stuff. So like, I had to stop right there. I don't know at this point when you get back to it, but um, there's some yeah, there's some uh, talk like about the video game uh, okay. after that, and then you know at the at the very end, Kenny starts talking about rap, which is like hilarious. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I never, re- I never thought for a second that Kenny Omega listened to rap. Same. Yeah. So Same. yeah. Uh, interesting. But uh, yeah, man. Like I thought that it was. Uh, I thought it was great. Um, I thought that you <laughs> have has have somehow like figured out a way to get Kenny Omega to talk about like the continuing Will Ospreay stuff, which I thought was, 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 you know, like whenever they, you know, you, you might end up, you know, fuck around and be on like the forbidden door video package. Like, video right. Package. Yes. You know, ask the questions and like, but is Kenny, but, but is, but is he smart? And then people sit there like, Hmm, that's a good question. And he'd be like, who's the motherfucker to ask whether or Will, o- Will Ospreay was smart or not? Oh, that's Rich Lotto, one H radio. <laughs> so network. Check it out. You know, See you in there, you next to Kenny, and then it says courtesy of Swerve City Podcast. I mean, that's a, that could, that's a possibility. It, it could be. I could be in the, the VTR. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, how, however, however they want to play it. You know, you know, yeah, CTC. You know, you know, CTC for the image and likeness. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh. You know, I, I thought that um, the one thing that I saw I get clipped up a lot was uh, you asking Kenny Omega to, to kind of expound on his thoughts on uh, the time he talked about, like, the the kind of the, not kind of, but like the outright just bigotry that uh, a lot of the Joshi performers have um, faced. Uh, so I thought that was, I thought it was really good. Um, just, you know, because it's like, we see it. Um, as people that cover Joshi wrestling and, and, you know, see some of the stuff people talk about, it's like, it has nothing to do with like, whether or not someone's had a good match or like what storyline they're in or what direction they're headed towards. That's not, that's some other shit that has nothing to do with this. And like, it's so like, you know, it's been frustrating for us for, for a while, especially you, you pointed out, like you always, you know, the line you always use vile racism and he's saying vile racism every single time. Yeah. So yeah, I thought, I thought that was, uh, I thought it was important. Um, and like, you know, if, especially cause it's like, it's Kenny Omega and it's like, not, not if he's, if he's going to, if no one, if he's not going to say anything, not many people are. So like, I think, you know, for him to say that as like, you know, like the, the biggest Japanese starter we have from North America, um, like I think it's a big deal. Uh, or since, you know, like Vader or Stan Hansen or whatever the fuck, but you get my point, like of the last like few years, like he's the biggest one. So I think that's a, um, I thought that was necessary and I thought it was really cool. Um, also, <laughs> also like hearing how, uh, like TZ and, um, and Swerve were like, yeah, this motherfucker be talking our ear off about this, about Joshi. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I was unaware, but that's funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, I thought that, I thought it was, um, 
I thought it was a really good podcast. And like Kenny Omega is really good at these. Like I've, I've never heard one from him anywhere where I'm never like interested in the things he has to say. Cause he's like, he's, he's really thoughtful. He's not just like, it doesn't feel like he's just giving you a, a non-answer. Just get out of it. Which right. you, you can feel when any wrestler does one of these podcasts, any person that's kind of, that's any notoriety, notoriety. So like, I thought that like, he was really there and actually like, was like willing to, wanting to play ball. Um, so yeah. I, thought, I thought it was cool. Yeah. Um, for, for people that were wondering what Kenny was looking at, we had um these uh, highlight reels playing on the screen. Like we all were kind of taking turns looking at it, but um, it was like, you know, PWG, different highlights um, and, all the cool move highlights and all these, these spots and, and everything like that. So like I could tell his mind was working, like watching that stuff, like, Oh, that's pretty cool. Like trying to, you know, just always study and kind of multitask and all that. But, um, how are you going to turn that into a V trigger? Right. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it was, it was, it was a great time and, um, definitely had fun. Glad, glad, you know, everyone that's checked it out so far. So if you guys didn't watch the video or if you don't feel like, you know, doing the youtube thing you try you need to speed it up you need to listen to it at 1.75 you know in your podcast app i mean you can do it on youtube too um like i said we'll have it <clears throat> later this week so well that's a confession big I need to make, moment. right so like i didn't know how it was how like it was launching when when it happened I, then i saw i was like oh okay you guys put it if it's like a live video and then like you gotta watch it at the end it'll be up or whatever else and if, so like i was like i was just looking to the, the podcast feed my podcast uh, app, I could find it. I'm like, oh, this thing, he hasn't, y'all haven't really, like, or Swerve hasn't, and them haven't really, like, put up anything recently from, like, compared to what's actually on the YouTube. So I was like, okay, I'll just wait. And then, like, <laughs> so I'm going to download that link <laughs> and, and turn straight into an MP3 and then put it into my uh, podcast app um, and start listening that way. So, like, I heard, like, you mentioned, like, uh, I ended up seeing what was what it was but like there were like sound effects, but like, I realized mm-hmm. that was when like whenever a topic was up, they were showing like on the on the video like whatever yeah, the topic yeah. was at hand. So I thought I thought it was cool. Um, like so, what was that? What was that setup like actually? Like as far as like behind the behind the camera setup, like who was all involved in that? Um, or how so many it people was, were involved in that? It was it was our dude Sai. So Sai was handling like a. Um like kind of a manual handheld. And then there was like a hard cam, if you will, like that was in the corner. Mm-hmm. So like, we didn't really have any direction to look at the camera or anything like that. It was like, you know, just catch the eye on us. And if we wanted to like make a point, we'd look at the camera or something yeah. like that. Plenty, lots so, of memes, lots of memes. So, yeah. So I saw I, one in particular of you. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody <laughs> screen capped me like uh, saying, and they were like, you knew exactly what you was doing uh, when you was doing those Wrestle Kingdom questions. Uh, you but were. yeah, it's uh, there, there, there's probably a lot of memes to be captured in that if, if you comb through it. Gotta be. I remember the one um, when it was you. <laughs> it was you and, uh, and um, oh my God, from uh, Street Profits. Um, oh, Angelo. Yeah, you and Angelo. Yeah, you and Angelo Doc is the one where you basically lean from the back and you're like. <laughs> so, see, I remember that one in particular. So, every time, uh, I, I guess that's the thing. Anytime you're on that show and, like, just get ready, get, you know, you know, got to be memed up. All that kind of stuff. You know, got to be memed up, but. Yeah, man. So, um, you know, I like the whole thing was like making me consider like, damn, like maybe I should, uh, maybe, maybe I should, maybe I should interview more people. Maybe, maybe, maybe I, you know, maybe we can add that in somehow. So I don't know, 
but um it was it was a lot of a lot of good feedback and uh you know a lot of the Kenny Omega's like that that I know that are on Twitter um that like, you say Kenny me. Omega uh, maniacs that what you call them nah <laughs> okay because you no, like you froze for a second I was like wait did he say Kenny maniacs <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Okay. Shit. Uh, you know so they, they felt like you know uh I, I was representing them and you know that, that was pretty cool to hear so well you um, were yeah so <laughs> um yeah man so it, like, like i said it was cool so um yeah man um i guess we should we should get to the shits all right so elimination chamber on saturday night um montreal canada incredible crowd um i think it should be noted um well yeah i think it should be noted at the start of it michael cole says like this is the first like pay-per-view in montreal since the 97 survivor series and then uh you see what happened at the end of the show with the the finishing you're like that was that was rather that seemed to be a bit ominous uh in retrospect but uh yeah um i thought overall I thought that this was a really good show. The wrestling was was really good throughout the show. Uh, all five hey, matches. Brew Haven brings up a great point. They are lying about that. Uh, no Way Out 2003 was in Montreal. Ah, I, and I remember okay. ro- watching that. Okay. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, well, it's WWE. They lie. It happens. Of course. Um, yeah. Um, you know. Um, like I guarantee you, like something like actually like important happened on that show, and he's like, never mind that. Forget that shit. Yeah, know. they did Rock versus Hulk Hogan on that show. <laughs> The Beautiful. return match from Beautiful. the the WrestleMania match. Beautiful, just if I'm not mistaken. Uh, uh, maybe maybe I misheard it. Maybe they were like, "This is the first one in a long you time." You know what? And I don't know. It, I, I, hey, I, that was a really stacked card, by the way. I'm going to. Like, well, I mean, it was 2003. It was post, you know, it's invasion, post invasion stuff. So yeah, like, them cards had tons of you know stars. Like 0305 was like loaded. Okay, so the Rock defeated Hulk Hogan with all the interference in the main event. Stone Cold Steve Austin returned from walking out on the promotion in the semi-main After event. After the Brock by, stuff? Yep, by okay. doing by beating Eric Bischoff. Uh, Triple uh, H versus Scott pause. Snyder. No, 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 no. They had a Bischoff-Hogan match? No, they had a Bischoff-Austin match. Oh, Bischoff-Austin. Okay. Yeah, I think... That's also stupid, but... Okay. I think Austin just beat the shit out of him and stunned him. Um, it was like four minutes. So they had Triple H versus Scott Steiner. For the world heavyweight championship, was that the uh, the match after like the uh, like all of the back and forth with like the arm wrestling and and like the the, the pose off and all that stuff? You no, know, that might have been for the Royal Rumble match, but they did two two week two months in a row with this match. Okay, okay, it's a handicap match: Brock Lesnar and Chris Benoit defeating Team Angle. So Angle, Haas, and Benjamin, and I believe Angle like did not work much in it because he was nursing like that neck, and the reason Benoit was involved was because he was an alternate or something. Should they not be able to do the championship storyline, and Benoit was also involved with Angle the month before in that match at Royal Rumble '03. Um, Undertaker defeated the Big Show. Matt Hardy defeated Billy Kidman. William Regal and Lance Storm beat Kane and RVD. Jericho beats Jeff Hardy. So, like, that whole show does not exist. Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. Especially, it's funny because, like, 
That's a yes. lot of that is that locker room when they show that, you know, every every two months when like someone talks about like how loaded the, the WWE rosters used to be and they show that whole locker room thing with the fold yeah. out from that WWE magazine. Like that's a lot of the motherfuckers you mentioned. So yeah. Yeah. For them to be out here pretending that shit didn't matter. But then again, you know, they act like ruthless aggression didn't matter because they've still wanted to be the attitude era. So you, so there is something to that. Men in black flashy thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, man, I thought like the Montreal crowd was crazy, and like you know, every time they ever go to Montreal for Raws or SmackDowns, they're always great. Um, and like I thought that like wrestling wise in the ring, um, aside from the main event, like the roster went out there and you know did their thing. Um, you know, to a level like you re- you really see on um, main roster shows. Uh, obviously, you have the finishes and some of the like. In constant interference Ooh, throughout all these matches, or the <laughs> amount of interference, like back to back to back on some of these matches. Like, there's only like one match on this whole entire show that had, like was just clean, and that was the opener. But um, yeah, I, I thought that like I don't think I've ever I can't remember last time I had a, a WWE main event sh- or pay per view show where it's like yeah, every single thing I would I would throw, th- I would say was good, like at the mm-hmm. worst good. So um, and I thought you know the men's the two chamber matches were. You know, great or or really damn or kick ass at, at the worst. So yeah, I um I thought this was a very good WWE main event sh- uh, pay per view show. So um the main event, I hate this stuff that all the stuff that's all around it, but like I, I it felt like WCW in that sense where it's like this is a lot of really good stuff, and then like the worst matches of being the main event. Um yeah, what were yeah, your thoughts I- on the show? So I was watching it in like kind of a party atmosphere. So it was really kind of like hard to like zone in on everything mm-hmm. that was happening. Um, I'm not as high on the women's chamber uh, as you are. I thought it was kind of laid out weird where Oscar like comes in at the end and everyone else was kind of left to work the match. But, you know, they did. I, they did. A, they did. A, uh, did a couple things towards the end of the match where, where it picked up more because I thought the beginning it started out real slow. But hmm. um, they. um the Bobby Lashley and Brock thing was absolutely like ridiculous. I was like, this doesn't make sense. I was like, this brought like Brock Lesnar's the baby face and he kicks him in the dick, but everyone's cheering. I'm like, you got fucked and he's the baby face. Like what is happening? And um, he left them lane. Yep. Uh, the mixed tag match, um, you know, not really many memories of that, but you know, Beth Phoenix and Edge getting together is always like kind of fun. Uh, I was puzzled at the decision to make Rhea Ripley lose um, the Well, she didn't get pinned. It was Balor. Yeah, she didn't get pinned, but uh, constant interference with, from Dominic. Yep. Um, uh, the U.S. title match, uh, that was really good. Uh, they were doing a bunch of shit, uh, but I was like just w- watching the booking the whole time. I, every time Montez Ford would eliminate someone, uh, I would like, well, uh, he about to be out next. He about to be out next, and then I was like, okay, they're doing the the, the thing. But it was it was good to see him get a little focus. Um, and Austin theories, I don't. I, we, we gonna talk about him, but yeah, that main event. Man, I'll wait till we get there. Yeah. Um. So let's let's go through it. Women's um elimination chamber match. Um. You have Oscar in there. Liv Morgan, Natalia, uh, Raquel Rodriguez. I'm still struggling not to call her Gonzalez. Um, Carmella, uh, and I'm blanking on whoever the sixth the sixth person was. Um, I mentioned Liv Natalia. Morgan. I did, I mentioned Liv. Um, Nikki Cross. That's right, Nikki Loon. Yeah, that's right. So, um, 
they end up starting, I believe they end up starting with Liv and Natalia, and I thought the match, I thought what they did was actually pretty well built to like have a big you know layout until someone until Carmella comes in, um, and I, I thought that like the way it was laid out, and I thought that the camera work especially was like really good, and it just shows you like when you have to put a camera operator or two camera operators in this in the cages to catch all the action. And they don't have the the option to cut to five different camera shots that like you can get a you know get, get a still actual look at what the hell's happening as opposed to like cut 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 between all the hits and action. I thought it was it was really mm-hmm. enjoyable. Um, and I thought that like everybody you know you see the the people that are out there and you only trust really Natalia and um, Oscar. And I thought like starting with Natalia in there and Oscar coming in last and then seeing how every everybody worked out and then like. You know, Raquel gets in there and like lays everybody out with the power and everything. I thought it was, I thought it was a really well put together match. Um, and you know, they also did high spots and it was all, all worked really well. The crowd was really into it. They were chanting, getting you uh, this awesome chance. I don't think it was necessarily awesome, like it's some four and a half star match or anything, but it was fun while it was going on or really good while it was going on. And then, um, uh, by, by the end, you get Oscar in. I think she came in last and, yeah. um, she she's basically it's her and it's uh um whoever else are let you know putting waste or laying waste to um Raquel with kicks they eliminate they double eliminate her um and then Oscar ends up winning by the end and I thought that like Oscar came out first the crowd was super into her um she was like it was like when she came out the rumble where they just like they're hot for her they love the face paint they love the the you know adapted music updated music that's very similar to her old music she's hum, you know she's hot again i i don't know what happened other than the face paint and the new newer look but um nice touch up and i thought for sure she was going to go out there and get pinned by raquel and when she won i was pleasantly surprised and like i'm so happy that i'm going to be able to see like raquel versus oscar i'm sorry uh bianca versus oscar at wrestlemania because i was thinking like we've got to get raquel versus bianca and thought, that is not, that's not doing anything for bianca deck. i'm sorry sorry I said, I definitely thought some bullshit was on deck. Like it's been a long time since Bianca's really had an opponent worth a damn. Start going through that title reign, and it's been woo struggle yeah. to to get get an exciting matchup for her. Um, uh, I I thought Oscar was awesome uh, when she came in, and I'm going to make history on One Nation Radio here. Um. I thought Liv Morgan did something cool in this match. Yeah, she was good in the match. She was good in the yep. match. The worst person in the match was probably either Nikki or Carmella, but even Carmella like, and Nikki <clears throat> were decent. Yep. So, um, yeah, I, I would probably go like three and a half on it or something. But, um, I, you know, I, I there was some – I thought there was some rough stuff in the beginning, but ultimately it doesn't matter. I think they got the best booking decision uh, out of that. Yeah. Um, same here. I was waiting on Asuka to miss somebody, like probably Carmella, but never happened. But whatever. She doesn't have to use it all the time. But when she pulls it out and miss Bianca, that's going to be interesting. Um, yeah, uh, next match after that, uh, you end up getting Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. And the video package of this thing was awesome. It looked like a WrestleMania video package. Um, and Bobby Lashley comes out and he's on the, you know, he's on the, the, the pedestal thing with all the rippling muscles and like they got the laser lights in the air on them. And like, this is why this man will always be pushed. 
so he comes out. So he comes out, and then that Brock uh, music starts, and the crowd goes banana. Um, Honorary Canadian. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, and like, it had to fit. It, it came out there, and like, the crowd was expecting, like, you know, what they saw. And like, for the beginning of the match, or all the action in the match, like, perfect hoss mashing them, throwing each other around, spearing shit out of each other. Um, I think they maybe did one too many uh, F5 kickouts. But um, by the time uh, they go to the third one, uh, Les- or Lashley slides to the back, gets the hurt locker, hurt lock, and like they're doing the Kenny Hulk Hogan muscle power up and muscle through. Ultimately, can't and Brock takes the easy way out and low blows from behind and in front of the ref and the ref DQs them, Brock obviously. And then uh, from there, Brock just lays waste to uh, uh, Lashley and then F5s him on the table. And then he F5, he beats the shot at the ref and then F5s the refs on like the knockdown table. And, um, I didn't, I, I don't get why they can just have someone win here. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. But like, I did enjoy the action and like, it's been a long, it's been a really long time since I've been into one of these Brock Lesnar finishing spam matches. Like, and like, I was into this one. Um, it did, it did what it needed to do for me in, until the stupid finish. I checked out on these Brock Lesnar matches from probably like 2024, and this is no different as far as these uh, sub-five-minute finisher spam matches. I'm good. Um, Horrible finish. Um, And I just think they robbed everyone pretty much, and maybe they'll run it back again, but okay. You know, they they love us holding the bag, so... um, yeah, nothing, nothing here. Uh, the, I mean, the the one thing that that is funny though, uh, people were mentioning that Bray Wyatt had called out the winner, so uh, maybe Brock Lesnar and his um, you know ever uh, so great mind for the year, business our candidacy already. Like that man, I'll saying, let him there win will be no DQ, winner. I beat his ass, and he goes on and faces the clown. Like I would, like I'll avoid uh, facing Bray Wyatt at all costs. I mean, he's already done that before. So, yeah, um, like think of how little Brock Lesnar has respect has how uh, how little he respects uh, another wrestler for him to like get paid all that kind of money. Knows he gonna beat the shit out of this person and says, "I don't want to waste my time beating the shit out of him." I'm just I, I no, I don't want to do this. I'm <laughs> Ain't no money. In that. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. But like, like I feel like Lashley and Lesnar should be. They fit, it feels like a proxy for so much more. If you know what I mean. You what do you know, mean? You know, you got you got the you, you, look. You got the big white gorilla, and then you got Bobby Lashley uh, uh, across from him. So, like, it's it's a lot of big muscles, a lot of big, um, you know, uh, big testosterone. Uh-huh. Uh, it, you know, it, it seems like uh, you know there there should be a culture war going on here. If this was boxing, James, I think uh, you would know what I'm saying. Okay. So I, I guess I wasn't listening hard enough because like I thought you meant like Bray Wyatt and Brock Lesnar. I was like, Wait, oh what? no, I was so, talking about Bobby so, Lashley. My bad. That, yeah, and, yeah, my bad, my bad. Lesnar. That's on me. That's on me. That's on me. Yeah, I, yeah, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Like, I mean, look, that finish definitely has something to do with that. Like, yeah, I let him win, but, but because I cheated, and then I beat his ass at the end. That, that like, I think at one point you also pointed out to me like he's never done a job to a black person either. <laughs> So now, that, I don't I don't know if that's necessarily true anymore, but there's no way someone has beat a, 
like like black wrestlers beat Brock Lesnar clean like one two three after using their finishing move. I I can almost guarantee that's never happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not really jobbing to many people anyway. But, but just, True. Yeah, w- which makes it more likely. <laughs> right, 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 right. Like when I found out Booker T had beat had beat Goldberg, I was like, wait, when did that? I was like, where that happened. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so. After that, we end up getting the uh, mixed tag match. You have Edge and Beth Phoenix that go by the branded name of the Grit Couple, which that is something they should let, like, Michael Cole call them, like, almost It's like, always as, worse when they adopt the joke. Like, that's a nickname, not a not a right, real name. Right, That's like an internet meme joke. as a play on, like, the part where, like, Edge is talking about Grit all the goddamn time. Not like... Hey, you know, it'd be a good idea. Let's actually call them that. Let's like, if, you know, if it works well enough, we'll put it on a t-shirt or on like coffee mugs. No, no. Um, Shameless anyway. Nova, this month has been downhill um, since Mac McClung won the slam dunk dunk contest. Hey, hey man. We, we ain't talking about we, that Mac McClung. That man right. won that shit fair and square. That, that man, that man came out there and did it for real. That man got a clean social media record. I have no problem with Mac, Mac McClung. You know, I don't know about Black History Month, but I damn sure know about Mac History Month going on right <laughs> now. <laughs> Mac History Month. <laughs> so, man, like, do we have the official call on what that last one was? It was a it was a five forty, but was it a five forty double windmill or just a single windmill? I can't. I haven't. I only I think saw it, it once. was a double windmill. Okay, so a five forty double windmill. Like, yeah. bruh, I was like, that shit was incredible. And Funny. like when I watched him, and like he, everything is off the first is is like executed off the first one. He's practiced all of these. He's walling his within his uh within his um wheelhouse of doing all this stuff. He's doing everything off two feet. My thought was like, this is like watching like white Jason Richardson in a dunk contest. Like yeah. that's what, like everything was super clean and everything was off two feet. Uh, so yeah, like shout out to him. He did Look, it. Matt McClung's like, trying to say the dunk contest single handedly out here. Yeah, we need yeah. somebody to do it. I look saving All Star Weekend. Goddamn it! When I saw that lineup, you know, like um, Buddy from the Knicks and McClung, like I knew they could. I knew they were great dunkers, but it's like they're not stars, and I'm just like. When are we going to get somebody that's like at least like a John Morant or something like that, right? And it just didn't happen, unfortunately. But um, at least they put on a show. You just put on a show. Like for me, with, with NBA uh, All-Star Weekend now at this point, like I'll just okay. go to Twitter or YouTube, watch it real quick, um, and then move on instead of, you know, because, you know, there were certain years where like they get multiple chances to fuck up their dunks and finally do it. And I was like, it, I, was, I was done. I was no. done sitting there wasting my time actually watching live. I was just like, come back to it and watch all, all in like, you know, two minutes, three minutes. But, um, yeah, man, um, shout out to him. Uh, moving back to this, uh, <laughs> Mac history. Month. That was, that was a bar. <laughs> that was a fucking bar. Uh, but yeah, like you end up getting, uh, edge and I'm going to say Brit <laughs> Beth Phoenix versus judgment day. Finn Balor and, uh, Rhea Ripley. I got to say, man, like, He's done this before. He's been doing it uh, for a while now. But, like, I actually, like, think, like, the the concept of, like, the Daft Punk thing that, that Finn Balor's been doing is actually looks kind of cool. Like, it, like it's, it's a cool aesthetic and a decent change from, like, when he used to come out and he's only, only thing. What's his personality? He has a jacket. Like, 
So uh, it's a nice, I, it's a nice little change up of the bro. Look. Are, I just look at them and I see the ballers from GTA uh, San Andreas. <laughs> Like, because it's purple and black. Because it's purple, yeah. Like, I'm like, well, you're not allowed to wear blue or red, so y'all just the ballers out here. I don't. Something tells me they don't have those particular, uh, those particular uh, rules because, like, you got bloodline (laughs) wearing black and red all the goddamn time, like they death row. Um, but yeah, uh. I don't think I don't think they were exactly worried about about Fifth Balor being the head of a fucking of a fucking gang, even fictional. But uh, but yeah, man. Um, match happens. They I think believe they start with uh Beth and Rhea and like, hey man, they start off and um, they was in there hidden. I don't know if you could really tell that by like where you were. Yeah. Because I know he was part yeah, of bro, I, I they was in their hidden. And when I mean it was in their hidden, I was like, hey bro, send them I, I, I need I need I need to send send them to the stardom and, and, and come and come run with a mecha and micah real quick. Like <laughs> I was I, I was enjoying they was beating the shit out of each other, uh locking up heavy, hard, everything. Um and then obviously you have a, a bunch of interference from from um Dominic. Dominic's getting so much heat that like it's actually distracted from the matchup points. Um, they got to try to figure out a way to recalibrate it. Obviously, he keeps cheating. Um, eventually, during the match, uh, they get they get uh, Beth in there fighting uh, fighting from underneath, and um, she gets a, she goes for a, a, a tag uh, to get out because she's so desperate to get out. And Balor, the camera back, camera work this time. They catch Balor sneak under the ring, like underneath the, the apron, and so you know he's about to go, you know, diagonally and then pull. Uh, edge off before Beth can make the tag. That happened to get more heat on Beth. Um, Dominic comes back, gets more heat. Eventually, Edge runs him off uh, for like like up the entrance. Um, but yeah, man, like eventually Edge gets his hot tag. Him and Balor go go wild. This was really good. Um, and then they start doing like combo ta- ta- tandem stuff. Tambo big moves to each other. Tandem big moves to each other. Um, yeah, I. I and eventually Dominic comes back. He tries to interfere. They end up getting foiled this time. And that leads to uh Judgment Day's demise. Uh Edge Edge ends up hitting beating um Balor with, I believe, the uh his, you know, his like remix version of the sharpshooter, Executioner, I think it's called. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um yeah, really enjoyed the match. Um I thought it was like three and a half star match, and quite frankly, like that's where you need to put Edge consistently. Like you go back to like when he had that match with Rey Mysterio. I think it was at Clash of the Castle. Like he has figured out like he can't do singles ain't in him no more. It's tags, and like Beth looked great. Like Beth looked great in the match. Um, you know Beth every time she's been back uh, since then she's looked pretty good. So yeah, um, make him a part time t- uh, mixed tag team. Who gives a shit? Whatever. I- I thought um they had this was very overbooked. There was like it was. tons it was. of shit happening. It was tons was of Co- stuff, but it worked with the crowd. W- was Cody Rose the agent for this? If it was, it was good, Cody. This was the good Cody. Um, they did FTR's finishing move. Yes, uh, they actually the called it the Shatter's Machine too. Yep. So, um. Yeah, this was like like I said, it was hard to to really pay attention. I just saw all the shit happening, so it was just like, all right. It was ton, it was a ton of shit. I'll tell you, it was a ton of shit, but it act, but it was the stuff that worked. 
Um, similar to that Rey Mysterio match where it's like all this shit is happening and it's super overbooked and it's crazy, but like the crowd's getting hotter and hotter and it's actually fun. And, and, and like, it's so much better than like when it was like, you know, Edge in these singles matches are going 25 minutes. He's laying down for everyone. AJ Styles It's so much better. Um, look in the end, it comes full circle. Edge is a tag wrestler. <laughs> you turn into once a man, twice a child. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's the same shit. You, you yeah. turn into what you were. What goes around comes around back again. Yes. Uh, so then you end up getting the, uh, the U S title elimination Chamber match. Uh, Austin Theory, Montez Ford, uh, Gargano, Rollins, uh, two other people I'm blanking on right now. Um, Damian Priest, Bronson Reed. That's right. That's right. That's right. How could I forget Bronson Reed? Um, so, <laughs> I get, like, I'm just making fun of, of the pop he didn't get. That's I'm just making uh, fun of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can say the same for Johnny Gargano. Jesus Christ. Uh, hold, hold on, James. Did you hear that? I hear claps. That, that was the sound of Bronson Reed making his entrance again. Um. <laughs> oh, I, I, no. Well, same thing. When we, yeah, the claps. That's Johnny Gargano's music starting. Yeah. Like, bro, I was, I was like, this dude was my favorite wrestler in the world, and then like, he got, so he got, he got like, he got next to no reaction, and then like he had to go out there and and do a. A fucking doomsday devicing reverse Hurricane Rana and then revert and then had to do a Hurricane Rana off the top of a pod to get a reaction after that. I was like, "You should have left, fool, <laughs> dummy." Think of it, look at the shit you gotta do I, to get a reaction. I'm gathering like the stuff they're doing with him is like where he's that kind of unlikable baby face. Like they just aren't. There's no real plan with John Gargano. Which of course, is like, there's no plan with him. Like it was like, hold on, ain't Triple H in charge? Like, what the fuck? Like, I don't. <laughs> but there was no evidence that that he was gonna love him the same. So on the main um, roster, of course. Like, look, Gargano's my age. I think he's thirty five, thirty four, something like that, and he's five seven. Yeah, and he's in WWE. It didn't yeah. matter. What, it didn't matter. It doesn't matter if he's one of the best wrestlers I've ever seen in my life. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. The age is the age, and the height is the height. Yeah, he. Uh, I mean, you know, he, he loves the Fed. Glad, glad he's where he wants to be. Right. So, right. Like you, know. you made that decision. Good for you. I wish. I, I wish more for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> like you remember? Uh, what was it? Uh, that um, the 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 two chains and Kanye, right? The uh, the, the birth. Well, all over for my birthday. And then, like, yeah. Kanye on the verse, he's like, he said, if my birthday, she gave me a sweater. He said, I politely kissed her on the forehead and told her, do better. Do yes. better. <laughs> do better, Johnny. <laughs> you should, I wanted more for you. <laughs> I really did. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, But, yeah, man, like, outside of this match. This match was awesome, though. Um, There was tons of crazy shit. Like, Damian Priest, Seth Rollins, Johnny Gargano, Montez Ford, and Bronson Reed. Like they put, they said, "Look, we finna steal the show. We finna do this thing." And like, I understand we got Austin Theory with us. Like, you can have him get in, get in where he fits in. But it's mostly about us, and they made it mostly about them. And you gotta think like that is a, a lot of that core that we mentioned. Like that is that 2019 2020 NXT core. So like, mm-hmm. they're used to doing these kinds of matches. Um, and they had Seth in there, and Seth is always willing for you know this you know a big match like this and. 
They killed it. And they also told a story on commentary to like Johnny and, um, and, uh, and Seth were like on the same, like run, like the same indie circus, like with grays back in the day mm-hmm. or whatever else. So like there's points when they're both on the chamber and they're like, kind of like hanging out. And then one of them turns on the other, like it was playing into that a little bit. Like it was, it was an awesome mashup. Like some of the stuff they had Gargano doing was crazy. Montez, they're, they're, they keep teasing like they're going to do some Lamontes. Like, it's the one thing to tease, and and he does cra- all this awesome, super athletic shit. It's another thing when you actually fucking do it. Can you do it already? It's been about yeah. a year now. Year, yeah. What's it, the day one last year when they were already teasing I, that he could be a guy? I feel like he's going to get the the post-WrestleMania summer look because they, they were kind of testing him out like last year. Um, I think he should stop doing the Triple H and Rock stuff personally, but everything else you know, run it. Um, I think, you know, they gave him the two eliminations. Uh, there was similarities with how Bronson Reed and Raquel, uh, Rodriguez got eliminated. Um, so they're big monsters. You got to hit them with it, with the kitchen sink in to get them out of there. Uh, but yeah, I got no complaints about the rest of this kind of a funk, funny finish. Um, I immediately, I I immediately knew Montez Ford was like not injured and I was watching with someone that did not know that. And I was just like, kind of just looking like, how can't you see what's happening here? Um, and they never watched wrestling before. (laughs) It felt like it. (laughs) Um, but it was, uh, I was like, yeah, like they do these kind of things in the chamber to make people run it, run in. I'm like, there's no rules anyway. What do we need this distraction for? But you know, uh, you know, they opened the, the, the chamber like f- like six times for the match anyway. So like, there can't just be somebody standing there. Like, I don't know why they chose to do that. But Especially, I have no. Uh, also, another one's like one of the most famous like break-ins in uh, Olympic Chamber his history is like Shawn Michaels just. Opens up the bottom of the fucking thing and just shows up at Super Kiss Undertaker and costs him the uh, the the uh, big gold belt. So it's like y'all couldn't have built a trap door for that man or something. Like, like what's the deal here? Um, I have no problem with Logan Paul showing up. Um, I have know. problem with his with his motivations because it makes the boy it makes the boy that a lot of us think is dumb sound, look dumb. Um, like look, he knows. He, he said <laughs> if that if that that like fuck, I want that U.S. title for like. I don't, that shit don't matter. You Y'all know, got that shit on Austin Theory. Look, man, you can say that if you want to, but like, it's not like it's not as if we haven't seen him already challenged for a title in WWE before. It's already happened. He wants a he wants a belt. He wants gold or uh, leather, whatever you want to call he it. Want the real belt? All right, he ain't gonna get the real belt because real belts on this motherfucker for next like five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hollywood Hogan laughs. Um, but yeah, uh, odds of Seth losing at WrestleMania. High. High. Very high. Very high. Like, I don't imagine Logan Paul is doing many more jobs at all if they, if they're not to, uh, you know, one Roman Reigns. Yeah. He said, no, laughing, laughing my ass off, no hesitation. Like, look. This celebrity. loses. All he does is lose. Like, bro, have you seen and Seth Rollins' pay-per-view record? I don't mean in no bad way, like, he's record? a loser, he's, he's, he's trash or anything. Like, like, he's still, I mean, he's their best wrestler still at this point. But, like, or as far as match, as far as match quality, but like his record on pay per view in like the last like eighteen months is abysmal. You know what? I'm a, I'm gonna take Seth out of that category. He's not better than Walter, who I would have loved to see tonight. At this point, um, Walter don't be on pay per view except for like twice a year. Sad. 
really sad. They should really stop putting five matches on pay-per-views. Like, <laughs> uh, I don't know, because they, they come out here and it's like SummerSlam. You, you're not going to feel that way. I guarantee you. Um, Let's see. But um, like we mentioned, they set up the uh, Rollins and Logan Paul thing. Montez Ford's no, got a couple of eliminations. Just, 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 hold on, let me pause. Just to get clarification. Yes, Walter Gunther is better than Seth Rollins. Thank you. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to disagree on you. I'm just for we move on. Does this make a thing that Seth Rollins is better? No, no, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, may, maybe Rollins fits just say uh, a traditional archetype that kind of gives him that uh, respect. We'll say that. Um, but yeah, just like you know, it, it's fucking Gunther. And w- once we get to the One Nation Radio Awards this year. I'm glad y'all voters did did the right thing out here. So, um, but um, yeah, it, it's kind of amazing. A man, I, I hate to preview it like this. A man that that can't can't uh, make WWE pay per views. Uh, he has no problem winning One Nation Radio Awards. Let's let's just say that. I'm, I'm sure it's our biased audience. I'm sure it's what it is. I mean, um, but yeah, I. Uh, this match is great, and then like ultimately at the end, you have Montez taken out. It leaves it leaves the gate open. You think like Austin Theory is going to be taken out by uh, Seth. Seth's going to win. This is going to be a breeze. Logan Paul comes in, ends up costing um, Seth Rollins the match. Austin Theory retains. So like I'm watching it, and I watched it last night, and I and I was spoiled on this, and I'm watching it, and I'm just like, okay, so Logan Paul, and it, it was already set in stone, like. That you know, he got eliminated in the Rumble by Logan Paul. Seth Rollins did, and Seth Rollins has been doing the whole inter- you know internet thing, t- making fun of Logan Paul, which means obviously they're that's where they're headed. So Logan Paul says, "Hey, like I know I'm going, I want a match with this guy, so like I'm going to cost him a belt instead of just having him win the belt and then like I challenge him for the belt and take it off him." Seth. Logan Paul's an idiot. Um, so, like, one, Logan Paul's an idiot. Two, Seth Rollins, like, can afford to lose to Austin Theory because, like, Seth Rollins loses all the goddamn time to anybody anyway. It doesn't matter. He's still over. And then, like, Austin Theory, who's a guy they, like, made money in the bank winner, is now the U.S. fucking champion. Like, this is an industry plan. He can't even beat nobody. It's like, who does this get over? Oh, nobody? Then why, why even do it this way? So there you go. He got the industry plant push, and if they give him John Cena, it's just gonna be like, I can't believe this. A a a factory wrestler like <laughs> 2007 WWE has called Velocity Jacked. Uh, all all those um uh, sub shows they used to have dudes on uh, creator wrestlers. That's funny. Gabe supposed to use a crumble. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So uh, now the main event. Let's get to it. Roman Reigns versus Seth. I'm sorry. Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn for the, what are they calling the double titles now? The WWE. Brother, I have no idea. WWE <laughs> Undisputed Heavyweight Universal title. Some shit like that now. The unified. 
So, Something. Know. It's for the two fucking know. belts. Who gives a shit? Um, so, Roman comes out first. He God. gets showered in booze and, and chants and derisions. I watched this. I didn't watch this live. I ended up watching this last night. Bro. Uh, so, like, he came out. And he came out first. And I was like, oh, he came out first. Uh, let me just move the. Let me move this and skip five minutes ahead and change. I skip five minutes ahead and change. He's in the ring. Semi music hasn't even started. He's still like arguing with the crowd. I'm like, bro, are you kidding me? People had to sit for out five minutes. It is not even like a, a Royal Rumble baseball stadium or WrestleMania long ramp. This is a regular ass arena, and like it took him five minutes to get in the ring before they couldn't even play his shit. Bro, they was this, milking it. I, I'm. I, this is worse than the Undertaker at this point. At least it was like the Undertaker's dead. He moves slow. Stuff like there's special lights and stuff. He's trying to do special effects and shit. Roman Reigns just walking his ass to the ring and then just like glaring at the crowd. And it's like people are eating this up. I'm like, all right, man. Uh, I'll, I'll just sit here, use the restroom. I'm assuming, he got, I'm assuming he got booed and, and F you, Roman, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, get myself something to eat, pour a drink, sit back down. Wait for him to enter the ring. Um, let's let's move it along now, you know. Um, and then after his music stopped, they did that thing they like to do where they're trying to build tension, and they just like wait like what feels like an additional minute to hit Sami Zayn's music comes out, big reception. All the it feels like just everything takes forever. Then the bell rings, and I swear to God, I thought I was watching. Kazu, I forgot the fuck his first name. Fujita versus Goshiyazaki. Kaz Fujita versus Goshiyazaki, yeah. I thought I was watching that because, like, these guys were just staring a hole in each other. Nothing was happening. And it was just like, I, I, I was just insanely bored, even before they got to the wrestling, which was also insanely boring. So, um, I watched it. I already know who won and who lost, but I didn't know about what people thought about the match. Um, so I'm watching it last night. This a limit um, sense right here. As this I a skip- line in the sand. Huh? This a line in the sand match right here. <laughs> <laughs> so skip ahead of the Roman stuff as as you know as it goes. Let's we're just waiting for the crowd reaction for Sammy. The fucking loud as fuck. It's crazy. They're going nuts in there for the dude. Um, you get the chance along with his music and all that kind of stuff. Uh, huge Sammy chance. Uh, to show a woman in the crowd, which we find out later is his wife. Um, then, you know, they, you know, bell rings. And as you mentioned, and I, I, I you didn't clue me in or tip me into any of this stuff. I'm just watching and like, I'm, I'm expecting like, you know, soak it in similar to, you know, Russell, WrestleMania 18 between, um, Hogan and, and rock or whatever. And I'm just like, all right. We're now we're past the point of this, right? Like Roman hasn't even moved out the corner and it's, it feels like it's been three minutes. He hasn't moved out the corner. He hasn't like, he just standing there and I'm like, okay. And I actually like the, the go, the, the, the Fujita Shizaki thing flashed across my mind. Right. Also like the first two minutes of that Tam in a uh, Mayu mash from um, Osaka from two years ago. And um, I'm like, okay, just take it forever. And then I'm like, this feels like it's been like five minutes. Um, and then they finally, and then they finally do, um, interact. I was like, why did they, it, it didn't have, I, I get soaking it up and all that and get all the booze and the chance on it and stuff. But like, it felt like it took way too long with it. Um, 
And then, like you mentioned, like the match is is in one gear, and like it doesn't ever get above that gear except for like the setup for the near falls. It has nothing to do with like the athleticism or the desperation of the axe. It's just we wrestle like as a TV match, and like then like wrestle and then like the wrestle the WWE main event style like kicks into overdrive and that's what's carrying the match as opposed to like the actual action and like the you know the back and forth from the violence or anything like that or it it was like it was really surprising for me to watch that match and like it's Sami Zayn in there like is one of the very best wrestlers of the 21st century and I know he's cooked as far as shoulders and all that kind of stuff and his athleticism isn't what it used to be um but like this is a dude that always was really good with like coming up with James. story if, if, story beats for going back and forth and like fighting from underneath. And I was shocked that like that's all this was. If there was ever the cause or need or situation for a bullet in the chamber game, wouldn't this, this have it. been? This is it. This is it. And like so, like for me, like people are killing Roman because like it's been it was the layout of the Roman oh, template of matches for all these years. So like match. people have so people are on Roman's ass, but it's like. At some point, I don't know when it happened. Well, I know when it happened, like when he had the, the double so- shoulder stuff. But like, I don't know. I don't know if like people ever really realize this. But like, Sammy ain't got it no more. Mm-hmm. He might have it in like you know, a match with Kevin Owens, where like they they have a ladder match or they a hardcore match. They beat the shit out of each other. But like, as far as like that dude being like one of the best wrestlers in the ring, I don't think he has that no more. Otherwise, he would have shown it here. Yeah, man. I think this he's just was, cooked as a, as a. I think he's cooked as a single. I, you know, that could be the case. But like the, the it just fits so well into the Roman Reigns template that has become so long in the tooth. Yep. That is just yep. like a copy and paste of the Kevin Owens match of the Drew McIntyre yep. match. Like all the Brock Lesnar matches, yeah. make no and mistake. Make no mistake. I'm not saying that is an either or. Is I think it's both, and I think yeah. just, I think that so people are so mad at the Roman thing, rightfully so, because it's been going on for so long that like people aren't looking like, hey, <clears throat> is Sammy actually done? Could he actually? Could he have actually have done this? Yeah, man. And I think that's, I think that should be asked. But let, back to Roman, it, it was a new lot format. Of- switch it up. Do something else. It, it was a lot, and, and, but it's crazy. It's like, you know, the people that are in love with this thing, and, you know, I'm going to talk about it, you know, as we, as we go on, they're loving this. Like, they're, they're loving this, and it's like, I'm, I watched this match, and I was so thankful that we have alternatives in professional wrestling because it was this for 20 years. <laughs> and aside from all that, the thing to really be mad about like no one's talking about and you know i'm going based off of reporting here vince mcmahon is helping with this finish he just crawls himself back in there you know him and paul Heyman were the ones that designed this shit and boy that finish in this match was just like this was a absolute textbook definition of how they beat somebody that you don't give a fuck about. They made this guy cost himself the match, James. And then <laughs> they did all like all the, the, the interference, like 
what felt like double the interference that was going on with the two ref bumps with, with the Beth Phoenix and Edge stuff. That wasn't in the league of this. Like this was just like House of Roman. Like this was <laughs> Hollywood Hogan. This was just like yo. There's at so what much point? With this. At what point? Like, remember, you married the Nitros, like NWO being the main event, and about like about like three minutes or five minutes before the sh- the show would go out and the match still going on, you start you can see people in the crowd start looking towards the ramp because you know people gonna, you know NWO's gonna run out and fuck fuck up whoever they're yes. facing, right? Yes. At what point do people in Roman matches like start just looking to the back? I know I was. Like I, that's like, what I was I doing. Like, was happen- I, I didn't buy a single near fall for anyone to tell right. me that they were buying near falls. I'm like, in what fucking reality? Right. Um, and it, it wasn't even like a thing of like, we're jaded wrestling, jaded WWE fans or whatever else. It was like, none of these finishes were done in the, were done in the fashion where you like, know that this person has been put away and been, and been finished with a big move. Like this was like, this was a, this was the, this wasn't the, uh, the, this big move that is getting the pinfall isn't the move where like somebody got hit with something and now they're getting up and now they're getting hit with another move to be put away. This was a this was a person's last shot to actually turn the tide and now it's actually kind of even now. And the person like none of these were actually like oh he's done. So I I, I didn't get this it. Was a I'm with you. I didn't get it. Layout. But the crowd there was, there was the crowd was losing it for it. It was wild to me. There were minutes and minutes and minutes of this match after it got going where Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn were not making contact with each other. Yeah, like just, after the just, rest bump, right? Just for spaces of time. And I'm like, this isn't wrestling. Like, that's I was like, obviously, Roman Reigns is reciting, you know, pages of dialogue during this, yelling at oh. uh, the wife. Yes, yes, uh, yes. There was a point. Um, like, uh, what would Sammy? be considered... Like in what be considered like in a big main event match, like the time where like people like, you know, get to their come to their knees to their feet fighting, right? Roman has talked so much throughout this match and has to yell over this crowd that his voice is cracking while he's giving out this dialogue, and I start fucking laughing because I was like, "This fucker has done so much talking in this match and had to yell over this loud ass hot ass crowd." And now his voice is cracking in the middle of this, and now he's losing his voice. And right. I end up saying a video on a video thing like, bro, fuck that. Just wrestle. You ain't got to worry about losing your voice. Right. Um, so, like, put it like this. Uh, Sami Zayn loses. I don't care whether Sami Zayn won this match, lost this match, mm-hmm. anything. It's how they did this was just absolutely inexcusable on any oh. level. And I don't think, uh, you know, you can be like, it's no secret. I'm not a fan of WWE. I don't watch WWE regularly. I watch the pay-per-views and I talk to friends that, you know, I trust about it and and listen to, you know, people that, you know, I I think are um, worth listening to. You won't catch me, you know, listening to anybody running riffs or anything. But uh, I was talking to a buddy of mine and just a couple things like have stood out to me, like the way everyone was just so okay with Sami Zayn just getting thrown to the wayside now after this, you know, months and months of this propaganda of Sami Zayn is the hottest person in this storyline. He's the hottest person in wrestling. He's actually moving numbers himself, right? Yeah. All of this, it's just okay that he gets to go compete for the downtrodden tag titles now. Like, you saw that building fall absolutely silent. 
as a church mouse. They weren't you know, even mad. They, they weren't even they mad. Weren't mad. They, they didn't throw they trash. Didn't a, none of that. They didn't give a fuck when Kevin Owens came out. So this this storyline that everybody's concocted for months and months. Oh, it's going to be the Usos and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And then they didn't even set that up in front of the crowd that was maybe likely to embrace it. Like I said, right. they made like I said, they made Sami Zayn cost himself the match, which is booking that you do. It wasn't even like the Usos fucked him. It's like you're not supposed to feel sorry for Sami Zayn because his emotions got the best of him. He couldn't close the deal. This is what they do to people when they don't want to uh get you they don't they don't want you to get over at the highest level. Well, we've well, seen them do these type of finishes with people time after time and time again because like it's not supposed to be Sami Zayn. Right. Like I don't think that's a secret or, na- right. or anything. Here here's the real thing for me, right? So I talk about this all the time when it comes to the poetic storytelling of WWE, like the good the good version of it, right? Like. Shawn Michaels is refing in 97 SummerSlam the heavyweight title match between Undertaker's the champion versus Bret Hart. Everybody knows that Bret and Shawn hate each other's guts on screen and off screen. The rule, the, the, so ultimately Bret ends up spitting, um, in Shawn's face. Shawn, cause, uh, Bret was going to use a chair. He took the chair from, uh, from Bret. Bret spits in his face. Shawn loads up the chair, swings it, ducks, and also, also, accidentally hits Undertaker and he ends up having to call the, the three count because the rule was if he screwed Brett or whatever else, he couldn't wrestle on WWE anymore. Some shit like that. Right. Right. So you move couldn't forward. wrestle in the United States. Like he, he was going to be banned just yeah, like yeah, Brett. Yeah. So you move forward over the months and months and months. And then Sean ends up like actually hitting, taking Undertaker out with a chair again. And then you do, they have the hell in the cell match. And at the end of it, before Kane comes out, Undertaker has clearly beaten under or Sean because he has chased him up the cage over towards the side, knocked him off the cage, brought him back into the ring and then grabbed the chair and then cracked his fucking cranium with the chair. Cause he got his revenge on that. And then Kane comes out, blah, blah, blah. But Undertaker got his revenge because he got hit with a chair and ultimately he gets the chair back. Right. And hits him with a chair. So <sighs> Sami Zayn hit Roman Reigns with a chair. To turn on him to save Kevin Owens because he thought that under, that Roman had gone too far. So wait, right. James, he didn't turn on either of the Usos. No, I, I, I'll get to that. I'll oh. get to that. I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Okay. So the end of this match, <laughs> it, and obviously this is like it's, it's Triple H. It's tri- this is what Triple H would have done if he was the heel because Triple H is just all the time. Like there's all this heat, all this cheating and bullshit in the match. And then ultimately like you ended it at the end with the pedigree or the spear. You, you win with your move. You don't win with the interference, right? It's not a belt shot. And then you pin up the belt shot, right? It's always, you got to win your move because you really, because you're, you're, you're saying that you, that you, that you cheated, but you ultimately get beaten because you hit your move, right? Need, need so, that for the video package. Right, right, right. So <laughs> Sami Zayn, has uh goes to spear Roman. Roman sees it, ducks out the way. I accidentally spears Jay. Also, it, Jay, like when he had the chance to swing the chair at Roman, he thought about it, but he didn't pull the trigger. So, if anybody were watching this TV show, <laughs> you would say Jay would be like, clearly he was conflicted, and then he got hit by Jay, by he got hit by Sammy on accident, and he would still feel the same way he felt. Before he got speared, correct? But no, they're correct. dumbasses that don't watch the show. So, who, so 
They'll go from there, and Jay will be Jay who, and Jimmy have been fucking morons for years now. At this point, and his whole entire storyline will be look to be dumber than than a box of fucking bricks. Uh, then he'll turn on Sammy in uh in Kevin Owens, right? That's what's going to happen to get to that match. So, so that's one part. So the Jimmy part, we'll move that to the side now because you want to talk about it. That's side. That's why this stinks. But Sammy accidentally uh goes spear Roman misses. And then Roman had the chair, so he beats the shit out of Sammy with the chair, which would be poetic because Sammy hit him with the chair. So he should beat him with a chair a million times and then pin him. No. He gets up, loads up in the corner, spears him, and then the ref comes. Get, the first ref finally wakes up after seven minutes. And then <laughs> and then he slow crawls uh, to see his shoulders, and then slow counts to three, and that was the end. I was like, okay, so... Sammy, and it, oh, so their logic would be, Sammy got that one visual pinfall, and like, how many visual pinfalls does Roman Reigns have to give guys in all these matches, and these guys actually don't get anything in these visual pinfalls? Stop doing it, because you're not giving them anything. You know you're not actually giving them anything. So it happened to Kevin Owens. Is Kevin Owens hot still? Outside of, of what's that, going on with Sammy Zayn? No. Speaking of that, I was having a conversation with some friends of ours, and I, I ended up writing this long text that ended up going un- responded to because i i don't know why but um like these guys are you know pretty hardcore wwe fans i'd say and i they, they and this is the argument that is coming from lots of people online it's like oh they protected Sami Zayn so well he's gonna remain over at this level and all that my in my opinion he's gonna smarter, remain over how, on the level of being in his hometown now, in the main event oh. I was going to say, think about all the stuff that we just described and then tell me how that leads to someone being more over. This wasn't somebody fighting valiantly and having the best match of his life and just going down. And, and right. You know, this was not Johnny then, Gargano facing Andrade seeing Almas in Philadelphia. It was not. Right. And it's like, yo, so. Like I was like, you know, I, I was responding and feel free to, to use this in your, your responses, your debates anything else like that um you know i was like you know i because you know you get accused you know it's like oh you just hate wwe you just hate i'm like if i can present something where you find that i'm lying or being unfair about it i'm open ears so i told them to take it from me your most desired fan a casual (laughs) the shit last night was atrocious and stupid Aside from the atrocious uh, match layout, which will make Hollywood Hogan jealous, that featured several minutes of match time, uh, not even making contact with each other, I won't even write the full list of things, and that building falling silent after the three count, and the no one giving a damn when uh, Kevin Owens come, came out in their own hometown, that does not bode well for their future prospects of remaining over. According to the people that I trust, which is, you know, lots of lots of these guys. And, you know, I listen to smart people about this stuff. Sami Zayn has been the one moving all this forward. He's been mm-hmm. the guy popping ratings. He's everybody. It was just such a big deal that he made the bloodline corpse in a segment a couple times. It was yep. just the greatest thing people had ever seen, apparently. Right. To see people like like that, like that, of that have parroted this this logic be willing to drop him like a bad habit so quickly when he's the one popping numbers, whether he's stapled to reigns or not. 
and to be so accepting of this clearer, lesser spot, it tells me a few things. It's either this storyline wasn't actually at the level it was being billed to me as you just want to accept anything WWE hands out, which if that's the case, great. You know, it's an Emmy Award winning storyline to some of y'all, right? Um, or the last option, you just want Roman Reigns to retire with the title because you loved him for years, either secretly or <laughs> vocally. And while he was getting booed out of the building for years as a babyface, and you're happy he finally got something going after a decade. Like I said, be clear. I don't care whether they beat Zane or not, but how they did it, that was evil house of torture, anti-climax at its finest. And after they did the same thing to McIntyre, where they made him sing like a geek. Sammy yeah. didn't even get to sing like, like, <laughs> the, I mean, I will say there were no like low blows and exposed turnbuckles, but it, 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 it's, it's, it's like routine, same shit you see from this, from this, the same squad of heels over and over and over in these, in these title matches. Yeah. Like, and it's like, I, where's the, where's the innovation? Where's like the, the, where's the attempt to actually try to have a really good match and like, in, in, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, like that's how you kill somebody. Like, that's how you, like, cool their jets. This is the definition. And it's so weird. Like, the dynamic is so weird with what's left. And I guess we're dealing with the hardest of the hardcore that are left that will just... They just want to want to love everything, right? That, I, I that, think there's also... Doing. I think there's also this part, Rich, that has, like... It has ruined WWE in their, like, hero-making quest is, like... They're still learning these. They're still like learning these lessons as like these are the models to make off of these exceptional things that happen. So like uh-huh. all these years, we've had the Rock get. We had the Rock be exceptional to all the dumb things they did with him because he's the fucking Rock, and therefore they think anybody could, anybody they pick can like go through this, these same like bad like just fundamentally bad booking things for a babyface and survive it because they think well the Rock did it. He's the fucking Rock. <laughs> and then like and then from those lessons you also have like the Daniel Bryan stuff which is also baked into this and like that's why they they've had like these long suffering losers as champions or sorry as uh, as like chasers and whatever else and then like they don't know what to do with them when they get the belt or they'll just cut them off and then move on and they're like oh they'll be fine they'll stay happy like bro like I said to you right or I said uh in the thing like it just came to my, it just dawned on me like the Usos are the tag champions, or the double tag champions, they're heels. Roman's a top ch- double champion, he's a heel. Austin Theory's a heel. Gunther is is a heel. He's awesome, but he's a fucking heel. Charlotte, I was made aware, was a babyface, but only realized he's a babyface because she cashed in on an injured post-match Ronda Rousey, which is like, that's not really a babyface, but sure, I'll give you that one. Like, Bianca's the only real actual babyface that's a champion in this company. And like, this is what they want. And like they're like they're doing better than they were a year ago. Like the fans have fully like circled their wagons and have accepted that like this is a hill promotion. They've been a hill promotion ever since Mr. McMahon and all the bullshit and Triple H reign of terror. And like there'll be moments where you get, you know, um a Daniel Bryan at Russell WrestleMania 30 uh 30 and like WrestleMania 35 where you get um, you know, 
Kofi and Seth and Becky all win. But ultimately, it's always going to come back to all the hills have the bells or most of the bells or the hills on top. And like they finally, after all the years of making baby or making Roman the baby face and they, and they failed and rejected him, they turned him heel and now he's over, and now, like, he's getting his fucking ace run as a heel, and there's nobody in sight for, for, uh, to ever beat him, and, like, the fans are, and the fans are now, like, and the fans have now realized, like, there is nobody coming to beat that guy, like, he's going, when he clears Seth, I'm sorry, when he clears Cody at WrestleMania, I don't want to hear shit for for the, until next WrestleMania, in WrestleMania 40, that, like, somebody can actually beat him. There's nobody to come beat him unless it's, unless it's WrestleMania 40, because it's a, it's an easy, round, perfect number. But get out of my face with that. And, like, when he clears him, I'm going to be like, I told you, this is about Roman getting his big run, but he's a heel now, and it's a heel company. And, like, and, and, like, everyone's going to, we the ones, and he's, like, the top heel in the top bay face while doing all this dastardly shit, and, like, Baby faces, good guys, and bad guys, and heels, it don't matter in this company no more. They're post-wrestling. They're post-pro-wrestling. They're post-storytelling. When you have to when you have to do Elimination Chamber, I'm sorry, uh, Survivor Series, uh, War Games, I'm sorry, War Games, and, like, the heels have to get the, have to get, uh, the heat put on them, we're past that. We're past yeah. it now. Yeah, it's, it's, like... Pro wrestling worked for a hundred years in this company in this country, like a certain way. <laughs> and like at some point you would think, oh, uh, you you know the thing that I'm hearing now, right? The the rationale that, that's going on now is like, yeah, man, you know, Roman's at nine hundred days, you know, what what's to stop him from from going to a thousand days? Like, you know, like he just blow through Cody and get and get that. You know, but but you know me, Rich. Like I've I've been on this whole thing, and like if Cody were to get to WrestleMania match, he was going to lose anyway. So it doesn't matter to me about like the he's going to beat him to get to a thousand days. There, that might be the excuse, or whatever else. But like it's really about getting to two thousand days or whatever the fuck. It, it there is nobody comes. coming for the to, future. To, to never do this. comes for this. Like it's just it just is what it is, right? They're gonna you know, try you know to build this Cody thing. Roman Reigns turning back babyface eventually. That's what's coming to stop Roman Reigns. <laughs> and then they'll have a hill beat him. That's what's going to happen. He's going to turn babyface and then a hill beats him. Finally. That's what's going to happen. So that he can then have a, a thousand day run or, 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 you know, a year run. That's what's going to happen. Man. And also, um, you know, if Sami Zayn, the man that y'all say is in the hottest storyline and is the one driving all this forward, if him beating this guy that has this title reign that's had this belt wouldn't solidify him at, at some level, it wouldn't quote unquote be as appealing. Somebody's fucking lying. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody, somebody like is proposing nonsense or somebody is just like in denial. Like it's, um, like if this was 20 years ago, we would like people, everybody would be like, what the fuck are they doing? Right. Like, what's happening now? Like, you had this low running heel beat everybody. A person that actually is like connected to him emotionally, or or with like with in a familiar aspect or with a friendship, like is a babyface that in the crowd likes them and thinks they're funny and make and all that kind of stuff and they really they really genuinely like this guy because he's a really good like guy, off screen, all that kind of stuff. 
and like he gets the match in his hometown and they they they, get, they beat him in his hometown. And I remember you saying to me, um, in in reference to the Sami Zayn thing in the um the Drew McIntyre thing, is like these are like town killing moves. And I said to you, Rich, they were in, in the days when it actually was pro wrestling in that WWE, but like. They'll just they'll just not come to this place for twenty fucking years, and like the only show in town that people actually respect is WWE. They think that you know AEW is like you know month you know is some bullshit. So like they only want they only care about WWE. So like they'll be starved for twenty a decade plus, and then eventually they'll come back and like they'll just fully forget about it and they'll come back with their with their kid. And like I'm not saying that's a bad thing necessarily, but it's like they are they are like storyline proof. They are match proof. They like, are character proof. Matter. It doesn't it matter. Don't matter. It just like this was a good show. Ultimately, like it, uh, the main event I thought was just there, and I, I think the match was just there, and I think that the direction like killed a guy, but ultimately it didn't really kill him because like he'll be a tag champion at WrestleMania, and they'll say this is a great story, blah, blah blah. And I'm like, not really. The story was if he had won, but they're not going to do that because the match wasn't. The match was only built for him to get the match not actually win it because WrestleMania is the thing where you actually would switch the belt at this particular point. Yeah. It, yeah. it is what it is. And like, I don't think he's losing to Cody. So it is what it is. I reserve, um, like I was leaning, I'm leaning in the, the Roman retains camp just because I don't know, man. Like you can't trust him. Rich. The last thing about it is, when's the last time there's baby face in in uh in WrestleMania in the main event that like absolutely had to win? What happened to him? Oh, he got his head bust and now he's a champion as a heel. Oh, so why should I think Cody Rhodes gonna be gonna win? <laughs> We've been over this before. This is a couple. The AEW man. The AEW man. I tell you, man. If you don't think they were relish, I know they got Cody back. They everyone's been public facing on this thing kind of with the best intentions cody's doing his damnedest right now when his press runs he's trying to say all the right stuff everywhere and you know get people on his side but something inside me is seeing paul Heyman lurking around saying we can get a couple matches out of this we can use some 1970s bullshit he saw when he was a photographer that superstar Billy Graham was doing to, to, to stretch it out another month or two. And I feel like some shit is getting pulled. There is no all-time better time to ever do a dusty finish in the history of wrestling than coming up in L.A. Nastiness is set to incur, I feel like. I, um, and this is going to be the most overbooked melodramatic match of all time, by the way. Could be, could be, um, I, I've heard, I think about a week ago, there could be a dusty finish in WrestleMania, uh, main event. I'm just like, could be, I, they don't care. Right. Like, like the WrestleMania, like the WrestleMania made it's not safer enough for them not to do it. Like, I mean, I, uh, right. Yeah. Right. So look, whatever. Are, are, are they going to say Cody, Cody wrote, is he, he going to lose because some blood has corrupted his vision or some shit? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's all on the table. Is he going to po- show a post match with like a, a fucking white towel wrapped around his head? <laughs> like his daddy was. 
<laughs> and then what? And then want to have a shoe fight with uh, who was it? Was it Mar- Was it Marvin Hagler? Joe who's- Frazier. Joe Frazier. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, you know, is, is he going to say he will never challenge for the championship again? That's where it all. That's where it all went downhill for him too. Look, man, I've, I've seen this Cody movie before, man. You have. I've seen this before, man, yeah. and, and and you know, the story leading up is usually really motivating. It's exciting to a point, but man, just taking your act on the road and acting like people ain't see that shit before. It's In only so long. Stops. It's only so long. Fate does can pretend. This is at least the third time he's done this, right? Yes, because he did. He did it. He did it with uh, the NWA World Title. He did it with the AEW uh, World Title, and now he's doing it with whatever hey. they call the double chip, double titles in WWE. And I got news for you: neither of those outcomes in the outcome of the big match present favorable things. <laughs> so, hey, man. I'm just saying, lock in Roman Reigns. It it ain't going in like like it. Nothing is telling me that is going to end yet. Same. Um, could they do some stuff to, uh, you know, some good promos? Could they? Yeah, yeah, they're definitely gonna do that. Yeah, they're, it's they're, Cody. They're gonna do all this stuff, and I think people are gonna gonna believe. And you only hope. You only hope that uh that that Cody comes out all right on the other side. You know, I watched that cage match that he had, and you know, I thought he was kind of you know solidified mm-hmm. as far as in WWE, and you know, he's been really over. Yeah, one can hope that the Sami Zayn stuff doesn't linger, follow him around, anything like that. I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't put Cody on television, like in Canada at all, but. I actually, I think they put him on TV tonight. I'm not sure. Um, I mean, I mean, they. I don't know what Cody Rose has to do with how they treated Sami Zayn. Right. I mean, they tried to link them together to try to try to get cute. Yeah, I saw. I saw that. It's like you, I, like you finish your story and then I'll, and then I'll try to finish mine. Yeah, but like at least that's like that's like the John Cena approach, you know and. Cody is really big on the John Cena thing. Like, I look, I'm not gonna run from what's hot if it affects me. Like, I'll run into it and be about reality with it. Like, sometimes I might fuck myself up, like he did in the AEW. But like, at least he's not afraid to, you know, to try to figure out a way to. At least he's willing to deal with a head-on supposed to try to scheme to find a way to, you know, yeah. get the belts off one particular tag team and then put it on his other tag team. It fucking stinks, so that so they can. Get the belts and people be okay with it. Like they're far less back. Like Cody's far more, you know, on some, on some front street shit about it. So yeah, I appreciate yeah. that at least. Yeah, it's just like in a world that The Rock says yes. Like we're not even talking about this. Right. So like, there's right. so much of like, there's no intention behind this stuff. Right. Like w- with the Roman Reigns stuff, because the intention was for The Rock. So and the intention was for him to saying, beat The Rock. <laughs> Right, so like, so why the fuck would Cody beat him? So that like Cody, that's a whole different finish. So like, I'm like imagine, y'all, imagine that in. come, bro. Imagine that come down, right? Imagine that come down. They, they, they in the back. Triple H, Vince, 
and Heyman all talk to him like, yeah, man. Oh, so I'll on the tell phone. you why the Rock ain't gonna do it in a second too. Right, right, because Rock don't give a fuck. Let me get my no. point. Like, Rock is not helping Triple H. <laughs> right, but, but hold on, my, my thing, like, imagine you, imagine you, Roman, right? Ninety days ago, you like it, it, like you in the back, like Vince on the look, Vince on the conference call with with with, uh, with Heyman and Hunter there, right? And they like, hey, man, you know, we still working on this. We trying to try to get you to Rock for WrestleMania, uh, and Rock gonna push you over, right? And you like, okay, okay, and then they come back to you. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, let's say six, 60 days pass and they come back to you. Yeah, man. Uh, Rock said he can't, can't even do it, big dog. Can't even do it, big dog. I ain't trying to do the big dog because, you know, the Romans big dog. I mean, like, this, this yeah. is big dog, period, right? Can't even do it, bro. Can't even do it. Look, and then all of a sudden, they're like, hey. To the trial like, of Sami Zayn. Like, yeah, but, yeah, but we got, we got, here's, here's the backup plan, though. We want, you know, we want to have you beat The Rock at WrestleMania. But uh, what we're gonna do instead is uh, we're gonna have uh, Cody Rhodes go ahead and beat you at WrestleMania. <laughs> Nigga, what? <laughs> what the fuck does that sound like? That doesn't even sound like it makes sense at Man, all. I'm going home. I'm going home. I'm not putting anybody over. Yeah. The fuck? I'm, gonna, I'm supposed to beat the Rock. <laughs> but I'm going to belt. 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 What? <laughs> you kidding me? Are you high? <laughs> so Hell next no. time Hell you guys no. think about that consider that Durant was going to lose but Cody Rose is supposed to win I'll believe it when I see it all I'll say is this if that happens Roman's better than me cause ain't no way in hell I go for some shit like that you must be out your damn mind yeah, man, it's it's the road to WrestleMania continues. Yeah, yeah. So what do you what do you end up thinking? Like, uh, what do you think Gunther ends up doing? You think he's actually in a match? Because you know people <laughs> are talking about like, how much they want to see a Brock versus Gunther thing, and now that like Brock has gotten himself away from, I don't think it's to, You know, you know, do a little of this, you know. And get away from you know hit the Heisman and all that kind of shit, and you get away from maybe, um get away from Bray. So like he's free. Well, maybe he can he can do it with Sheamus one last time and put Sheamus over and drop the title to him because Sheamus has never won the IC title and that's kind of like his mm. kind of career quest right now. Run it back okay. one more time, have another great match, and then Gunther's graduates essentially from that point. Look. You want me to care? Like put put Roman Reigns in the ring with Gunther, and then like, yeah. you know, yeah. that's what they don't get me to care. Like, like, like at you least, can't at make least, me care about Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. It will not least, happen in t- in 2023. Especially when it's like, oh, this is like the third or fourth time. I, this is the third time I've seen like Roman versus versus. Uh, Bro, this was like Kevin Owens' fifth title shot in this reign. Like, I was like, what? Well, I was gonna say like this is like the third or like that was like the third World Rumble match between Roman and and Owens. It's like I I, I, I don't care none against him because I still like I still like Kevin and like I like Roman even though he's doing the shit that I don't like. But it's like yeah. it don't interest me because Roman's in a Roman's doing something that's like cradling not compelling to me at all right now. And like I've seen them have two other matches in this particular pay per view. <laughs> yeah. So um yeah uh but yeah man like. 
I think even the Gunther shit would be compelling enough to even get, deal with whatever that comes with like all the Roman stuff that happens in the back end of his matches. I think he, I think he's that cold. Like I, like I'd be like, I'm fully expecting like you know Jay or Jimmy or Solo Skull to come out, but like the first five minutes is gonna be gonna be on point, so it don't even gonna matter. You sure about that? They might just stare at each other. I don't know. I, I don't, you know. That, that that ain't really what I've ever seen in Gunther's DNA to be like that. We just gonna do it like this. Obviously, he'll do what he's told. But if like, why we even why we even book me in this match if if you want want to have a standard, you know, type of match like that? I'm like the thing that I bring to the table makes me different from everybody else, even in WWE. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, I I, I hope he stops missing pay per views um to to come in 2023. That is my one wish. <laughs> All right. So, um, wow. An hour and nearly hour and a half on this. Mercedes Monet uh, in Bout- Battle of the Valley. Real quick overview of Battle of the Valley show. Uh, I thought it was good. I didn't think it was like this great show or anything, but uh, there was some solid uh, matches from the kind of top of the card. I wasn't really into the undercard stuff too much, uh, but I thought the opener was really fun. Gotcha. I, I missed that because I was, I was coming directly off the stream uh, from elimination chamber. So mm-hmm. I did not see that match, oh, um, gotcha. Gotcha. but everything else I saw. And um, <laughs> we got two big stories kind of in the fallout of this thing. One of them, is, if uh, you are into plunder, you might like um like if you are into like plundering like. deathmatch stuff, you might like the uh the Lawler in uh, homicide match. It won for me. Yeah, I didn't. But they like did it. a lot. Yeah. A lot. Like it reminded me, I was like, oh, if this is like if the edge match had weapons. Like it was it was it was so much. It was based like a hardcore blood sport match. <laughs> I was That's like, exactly what, what it was. Like, like these things don't mix. Like Right. But you know, they took the fucking turnbuckle or the uh, the ropes down and all that. It was like a peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich, bro. Like, I was like, huh? <laughs> you know. But uh, Mercedes Monet uh, wins the IWGP uh, Women's Championship from Kyrie, and you know, I, I feel good for 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 Mercedes, and I feel good for us because we were saying, hey, at the end of the day, she like, you know, she still got to go have the match. So like. She'll she has this reputation, and both of us thought she could do have a great match, and it was like, yeah, like it, like did it was it like a match of the year can- no. contender? No, it wasn't that, but it, she didn't like it wasn't no sub four star match or something where it's like oh the the thrill is gone, the fire is gone, the passion is gone. Nah, she looks like she's like ready to kind of fully kind of embrace this thing. I watched a twenty minute documentary she put out. On our YouTube channel about her trip over to uh, Wrestle Kingdom, uh, you know, uh, Mercedes is a she's a quirky individual like most like kind of pro wrestlers are. Um, there's a lot that goes with being Mercedes, or always has been. Um, there's been you know a lot of people were not hoping she did well. A lot of people were waiting for her to fall on her face. A lot of people were upset she left WWE. Um, you know, we 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 saw the reports about how. WWE thought they did all they could do with her at this point. You know, they were committed to Charlotte as the bigger star in her. They've always told us that in the booking. And why would it be a shock in real life they feel that way? Um, but, you know, there are people that are upset she didn't show up to AEW. And, you know, there's just general 
you know, Mercedes Monet distaste that goes so, from your fans all the way up to somebody like a Brian Alvarez, who's always kind of covered her in an interesting way, I'll say yeah. the least. Yeah. But I'd also sh- throw in that like what you just all said, which is all just add add in the part where like what apparently was a work the whole time where she's mispronounced people's names, like that was getting a lot of the, you know, the stardom fans under, you know, it was getting under the skin. Um, and also like the treatment of Tam with the six minute match, or whatever else for a lot of people that want to see, uh, that Kyrie Tam match in, in like in full, like I did, like a lot of people were pissed and like, and I don't mean like pissed to the level that I was, where it's like, damn, this fucking sucks. But like, I get it, but it fucking sucks. And I wish he had picked somebody else to suffer as opposed to like your most popular domestic star. But, um, people were really mad to the point. I was like, yo, I want this man. <laughs> Why are y'all mad at me? What the fuck's going on? So like, yeah, all the stuff you said plus that, and it's like a lot of people were like rooting for her downfall. And then she came out there and she slapped on a four or four something and like all that shit that we that we said and people were well wishing well on it. Go gotta eat it. She gotta shut the fuck up. Cause she went out there and did what she's always done in big match situations, which is go out there and ball. Um yeah. So Sorry, yeah, uh, Ben. Luck next time. Yeah, uh, I, I was I was happy to see her come out. Like I'm I'm digging. I was digging the Hanukkah Mora tribute. I saw her come out with the mask. I was like immediately like oh like mm-hmm. so um uh, the she had the dancers out there with her. It was it was quite a different feel for New Japan Pro Wrestling. I I, I didn't like the dancers. I was like, what is this? Uh, and then, <laughs> and then she came out. And I saw the hand. So I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Um, yep. I wonder if people are like now getting it like it was a work or are people going to be like this no. is pandering I was wondering uh, yeah. but oh, most, most oh. people liked it from what I saw I, I saw some people like doing the oh this is pandering this is like you know I saw I saw some it's st- for of clout. course yeah. of course um, as far as the match goes I thought uh, I thought it was kind of like it was like a kind of a, a good psychological match it was. Uh, and as far as like you know it wasn't like super fast paced or anything but it wasn't slow either uh, yeah. I thought this kicked the shit out of the main event that I watched on a previous show um, and for my money this is probably my favorite match on the card on Battle in the Valley even um, mm. I thought that you know I don't think Kyrie. I think Kyrie, Kyrie was kind of like a perfect stylistic match for her Kyrie hit her hard a couple times but she wasn't going to blaster or anything like that um and mercedes shows like some good stuff uh doing azumi spots uh spot for spot was interesting so and i don't know if you've seen james uh her next challenger is azumi um so uh but as far as the the whole match like i thought this was this was excellent and i i was like very happy watching both of these these two because it wasn't just Mercedes that was there. It was Kyrie coming back to America and you think about how this company used them both and right. it's like you got no, nowhere near as you could out of either of them I think. Yep. 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 Um, Like, you know, Kyrie had a number of forced or a few four-star matches here and there in, in NXT and whatever, but like they were all of the sprint variety of like her, you know, getting in and getting out in like 10 to 12 minutes with, uh, you know, mostly with Shayna. Um, but like she really only had one opportunity to go out there and have a great match. And ultimately, like she ended up getting her fucking head thrown on concrete by Charlotte on accident. So 
um, she was kind of, you know, done in that match, uh, which is unfortunate. And then, you know, she left in like, you know, pretty much since, since November in the big match setting, unless you fucking hold her on time, she's going to go out there and give you a great match. Like she, you know, she had the time limit draw with, um, with Kamatani. I gave that four and a quarter. She had the fucking awesome match with, with Kai, with, uh, Mayu for the inaugural championship reign. And then she, um, and then in, in this match, as far as match, she actually got time. And like, she's back in the stride of what the level of wrestler she, she, I saw her from when I saw, you know, her stuff in stardom at, um, you know, before she left and, uh, for WWE and like, yeah, she's basically kind of like has found her footing. And I thought, you know, in retrospect, like, uh, she was the perfect opponent for, for Sasha. One is someone she's actually wrestled before. And two is someone that's like, knows how to, how to wrestle and tell a great story, regardless of how the level of physicality in the match with anyone. That's always what Kyrie was was great at was like psychology being able to sell, and it's just simple psychology. She has the fucking elbow drop, and the way you stop her is you have to mangle her fucking arm, and she's gonna fight like hell through it and persevere through it to the point, and then like we'll get to the point where if she lands the elbow or not, but like that is her psychology. It's always been, and it's always she always finds a way to make it compelling. Um, and like she's in there with somebody that's submission special, you know, a submission um specialist as far as you know finishing people with her submissions so like it worked out profession and like you get a point where like you get a bailey to belly suplex you get uh Kyrie putting sasha in her own um uh i don't know what she calls it now but the bank statement um you get the, you actually get like the I, I don't think a lot of people ever saw this in in wwe but like the way you get your knees up or your or you know to counter it out of like the last ditch effort to avoid getting hit with the elbow is like you put your feet up because I think it's a situation where the way she that she hits the elbow with like her the way she's in the air like you have to get the feet up because you get the knees up like she can't land on her hip mm-hmm. or she lands on her hip and like make like dislocate her hip so you, like you put the feet up so she kind of like lands and comes straight down. Um, I've seen it a bunch of times, but like I saw people freaking the fuck out like oh my god did she break her elbow I'm like no nah, that's how she that's how she does it. Um, so yeah like you know I, I when I saw the rough bump. I rolled my fucking eyes. I was yeah, like, yeah, don't I bring that shit here. Was on deck. Keep that shit over there. <laughs> Wait the fuck over there. But um ultimately that didn't lead to like the finish. Like it led to a you know a power bomb from Kyrie through a table. And um the camera the fucking camera direction fucked up and missed like the spot of like Kyrie after the power bomb grabbing those uh those dollar bills, those those uh the Monet and uh or the money and throwing it on on a uh, Mercedes, but whatever. Um, but yeah, it's, it's still a great match. Um, I'm not mad. Anybody gives it four and a quarter. I gave it a high four. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, w- I was really into it. Um, and then um, the other big story coming out of this well, show. Well, one, one thing, one thing. So throughout the match, Mercedes did, you know, take advantage of the rules, did a little cheating here and there. And then at the end of the match, Kyrie still like raised her hand and was like, you know, thank you and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, ah, oh, what a dumb baby face, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they had uh, Jay White ended up having his last match for New Japan Pro Wrestling on this show. Um, loses to Eddie Kingston. Just got just, just, you know, just gotta, you know, hopefully, hopefully. 
Yeah, you know, um, you might just you might just actually pull that. Should be like, I don't care about the, I don't care about these. Japanese I don't care about the rules. I'm coming back. <laughs> Loses to Eddie Kingston. Uh, it's a pretty good match as well. Um, probably my second favorite match of the night. Actually, no, no. Oh, I, I was I liked Okada and Tanahashi more. I'm sorry. Even still, it was great as his old man style, but you know, special place in my heart. But um, Jay White leaves. Um, he gets. I don't know, man. Like, I feel like he's going to WWE. Um, when people go to, to like the way that he got uh, sent out of there with the David Finley attack, didn't really even get to get to talk or anything like that. Like, that's for me. It feels like classic. Oh, oh, he's gone, gone. Like, um, what do you make of like the the Jay White New Japan legacy? The what now? The Jay White New Japan Legacy. Okay, so fair. Uh, okay, that caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting that question. Um, I'm sure it exists. Um, it's a thing. I mean, he, you know, he main evented a dome. Um, he, Two. you know, sorry. Two. Which he one? Had Co- he had a match against Kota Ibushi. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. The second one. I, this is the se- uh, second dome. Yeah, sure, sure. That's true. Um. I mean, he pretty much did everything that he could do at this point, except for one of G1. Um, and turn babyface. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, uh, he's a great wrestler. I, I think that like him being in America probably suits him better for what he wants to do. It won't be so much of a styles clash and not as annoying to see him do the same things in big matches all the time, as opposed to like, oh, you see it once a month, as opposed to like, not, as opposed to like eight of of nine G one matches, you know, in a span of like six weeks, uh, or eight weeks. So yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'll say this. Um, I I grew very weary of his style really quick. Um, I don't think he was at the level of the top of the of the top wrestlers in the promotion, but he absolutely is a great wrestler. And if and when he wants to, he shows it. The problem is he doesn't want to show it that often and do all this other stuff because he want, he feels that like that is what makes him different from the rest of the card. And I gotta say, like that that's what differentiates you. Then like I don't know, bro. It ain't for me. Um so yeah, like he'll always have those abushi matches. Like those bushy matches are off the charts for a lot of people. Um uh, you know, but that's kinda that's kinda it for me as far as my what I think of him as far as his legacy. Like people people I feel like a lot of people have overrated him as a promo. I think like yeah, he's a great promo in a in a in a place where like you only understand like three people speaking uh speaking to you. <laughs> sure. Um and I'm not saying he's a bad promo he cuz he is a good promo but like you saw during the Forbidden Door stuff where you see him like on the screen versus in like in the same, you know, breathing the same air as Eddie Kingston and MJF and it's like nah, that, that he, he don't he don't match up in that way at least this from what we saw. Um but yeah, like at this point why not make that? Sh- why why not like you know make the change to uh to that challenge of saying I want to be be on TV and see if I can make this thing work? Um, because like you know, he's more than gonna be in America on TV in a major role. Yeah, he's thirty now. You know, he's been in New Japan for years. Um, could he turn babyface? Yes, but like you That'd name be, me, that, he would need that would be great for him. Like. It would be great for him, but like maybe he's thinking how how far could I really go? I won't ever get pushed as like 
the ace as a baby face or anything or the top guy as a baby face. He's also so, not like, that big. Yeah. Yeah. And he um yeah, it, it won't it, I I think, you know, when when you look back on maybe like the last two years of him in New Japan, when we started hearing the stuff about the travel and him just not going over to Japan over and over, maybe mm-hmm. he just he was tired. He was done with it. And he was like, you know, I'm just going to stay here um, and, and start doing it. And it's like, I think James Brown Y.O. makes a great point. <laughs> I won't know how good Jay White is until I see him have a good match with someone who isn't better than him in the ring. Um, I think a lot of that has as that lines up with a lot of my feelings on him. Um, I said that I kind of saw him as like his elevation into like that top of the mid of the, uh, uh, you know, the, the top of the card in new Japan kind of is like the death knell for like the, the super uh, new Japan era that, you know, we were all seeing, uh, you know, people can get mad at me for that if they want, but he's not on that level. And he was being pushed into that spot. And it was like, it was just a, a, such a change from what we had previously. Obviously, like the you know he some he's some people's favorite bullet club leader for sure. Uh, he does have like his own like section of fans. They like his style. They like you know uh, they, they like his promos. They, they like his his whole aura and stuff like that. Um, but for me personally, it just never like hit like on a level where I was like, all right, man, I I just accept it like. All right, it ain't necessarily for me because I'm looking at Will Osprey being directly across from him the whole time, right? And I'm or like, even that's the fucking guy. Like, so, it, you know, I think it is a uh, it's a needed change for the promotion and him. Uh, wherever he goes, I think he will be successful. If he goes, if he shows up to AW, he'll get over as a heel. He's a natural rival with Hangman Page, um, and you know. You know whether you want to plug him in against anyone else, that's cool. Uh, but and, or he's like like Triple H will like you know like just move heaven and earth. I think to get this guy, and you know he probably sees himself a lot in Jay White. Um, the the funny part about that is like the second like do you remember that that uh 2016 SummerSlam when they brought when they brought up Finn Balor. And then they did the Seth and Finn Balor thing, and then the first thing Seth did was saying like, "You're everything, like you're you're everything. You did every base like I I me and you are the same person except like I'm bigger and better than you, right?" And it's like I could see like them wanting to p- program with Seth, and it's Seth me be like, "Ah, oh, I already know what I'm gonna say to him. All right, already, all right, you ain't gonna take my fucking spot, <laughs> man. This in the I- back. Real nasty." It, it, yeah, Jay White, new finisher, the pedigree, James Brown White. <laughs> wow. Good God. Um, we have enough motherfuckers you, doing the pedigree. I can tell you a Roman Reigns Jay White match may never begin if they book it. It may <sighs> never begin. Because I know it ain't going to end. That shit's going to go like <laughs> forever, but I don't know if it'll it'll start either. But, so. but, but, but Roman and Jay White's matches go on forever for different reasons. Jay goes on forever because he wants to he wants to wrestle they forever. They go amalgamate. And they then like and then, and then Roman's match go forever because like another fucking relative has to come out. <laughs> it's so like, it's different reasons why they you know they gotta keep pulling niggas out. Boy. 
Look, bloodline ain't that far from the Wu Tang Clan, bitch. Like it, you know, it add a couple more. You know, they make a couple calls. You know, they got. They, don't they got another one like coming in in, in the pipeline? I don't know. Uh, you know, they could always make up relatives. They could call Jacob Fatu and say you affiliated now. Um, you know, they could they could call up. You I know, think Fatu is untouchable. Other or something, right? I think so. Yeah. Oh, Jay versus Randy Orton, forty minutes on pay per view. Jesus Christ. Yeah, there's always another Fatu. Bruce David says. <laughs> yep. So, um, that's true. That's true. Just look at the history of wrestling. There, there's always someone coming. Um, but um, yeah, man. After that, um, yeah. Are you besides talk about that, Kata I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. We can talk about Kata Tanahashi. Tanahashi's getting very old, man. Yeah, he is. I still he enjoy the fuck out of this match, though. <laughs> like, yeah. um, it was interesting that, like, he got put away with one Rainmaker. I mean, I expected that because the same thing happened in 2018 when I he challenged for the that. title at uh, Dentaku. So I, I didn't think he was going to kick out of uh, any Rainmakers. But yeah, man, I still enjoy the shit out of the match. Um, I don't know what, what I give for a rating, but it, it, I, it, I wouldn't go four and a half, but I think it was better than four. Um, but yeah, it was fun. Um, and like, you know, they could do that forever. They was, you know, that's to give them a little taste. But like, you know, yeah. that's probably like, I don't even know what level, what number match that is for them. Like, I think I've seen at least five I- matches that were better than that easily. Right. But it was still I, I think this is this might be the worst match they've ever had. Singles but- match. Could be. Yeah, 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 but you know, and it's almost like, yeah, this was a rivalry. Like, this rivalry ended, like, years ago. Yeah. But, yeah. um, it's like... Like, last time right. was really a rivalry was, like, when he beat him in the G1 in 2000, what, 18 or, or 17? I can't remember. When was last time Tanashi beat Okada? Was that 17 he, or 18? He drawed him in... Uh, he beat him in 2018. Yeah. In, yeah. in the third match they had. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, uh, but everybody was happy to see Tanahashi. I was happy to see Tanahashi. Yep. And they played um, up to the match where, like, they made him the babyface, and, like, that was in the thing where it was like, this dude always fucking gets over in America. He always gets over in America. <laughs> Tanahashi made sure, no matter what happens, if, 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 if you sending me over there, I'm finna get over. I don't give a fuck. Yo, Smart man. He knows. He knows. Um, uh, shoot, you know, he wants to come in, you know, to, to, AEW and, you know, you know, have a match, 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 you know, against somebody, you know, go ace. You know, it'd be uh, really nasty. You know, it'd be really, really nasty. What? You know, you know, forbidden door, MJF versus Tanahashi. Disgusting, Tin. <laughs> oh that my would be God, awful. that would be disgusting. That would be awful. Bro, imagine the MJF promos we had to endure leading up to that. I don't. I hate you. Japanese wrestling. Yeah. He, he, I hate you. But it would be bro- it would be disgusting. It would be gross. Yeah. Real gross. Yeah, man. Um. So we have how, – how far along are we into the show, James? Uh, We're at the 150 mark. Feels like it's later, I guess. <laughs> but um, yeah, let's get to AW Dynamite. Uh, Oof. I guess we have to do Rampage this week because uh, Rampage was actually. Rampage. The... I didn't watch Rampage. I'm still not watching Rampage. 
But is it like, like I a, did watch that Dynamite, and it was like, I damn sure ain't watching this. <laughs> I damn sure ain't watching Rampage. I don't give a fuck if the leader on there or not. Hell no. Sound like you on strike. Bro, that episode was stank. It was like, obviously, it's the worst one of the year so far. Um, but I imagine that like, if I were to go to the cage match, like it has to be in like the bottom fifteen of dynamites ever. Has to be, maybe bottom ten. Yeah, I I don't know what they were going for with this one. Um, trying to. <laughs> Pull up the notes here. Seamus X Nova says Dynamite was straight ass, and then anything like straight ass homie, like Randy Moss, <laughs> except for straight cash. <laughs> yeah, um, no bueno. So like, um, they opened this um, this show up, and like there was there was stuff that happened on this show. Yeah, but there was just like. It seemed like it. The World Low he, Pro promo seemed it was something that came to my my mind as something positive. <laughs> yep. Um, but after that, it was like they they started this, this thing with this party match with Orange Cassidy and the claim against uh, Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, Satnam Singh, Sanjay Dutt, Jeff Jarrett, of course, wrestling uh, after Jerry Jarrett had died. They announced that early and earlier in the heel day. Immediately. Yeah, of course. Like, come on now. Think that was stopping Double J? Oh, um, I but look. <laughs> I told you, to, I was watching this live, and you know, when I watch stuff live, I kind of like live tweet to y'all, or not or not live tweet, but like live message to y'all, like what my thoughts are during the show. And we often all do that, we interact with whatever our thoughts are. But when I saw that like, you had Billy Gunn in the ring with Jeff Jarrett at the same time, and it was and it was 8-10 on, on my TV, on, at the time I was like, we're 10 minutes in the show, and we got Billy Gunn and Jeff Jarrett in the ring at the same time. In the section of, a, of this like eight person tag match, I was like, "Oh, this, little did I know that that was like a harbinger of doom for the rest of the show for the next Man. like a hundred and ten minutes." I had no I, idea. I just don't know like what they were going for. Like, don't ask me. Baffled. I don't know. Baffled at Look, this. Man, um, Tony Khan came out that bathroom and it just shot an airball. It happens sometimes. Oh, um, you know. So, look, some look. Sometimes you come out the bathroom and it works. A lot of times you come out that bathroom and it's straight fire. This time he ain't have it. This time. Um. After that, oh, and they were in. Um, Might have got a bad batch. Stupid. <laughs> you stupid. Um. What was after that? Um. They had yeah, but um, this one ended, of course, with um. Uh, what's the name? Taking the pin, Sanjay Dutt. Um, and can we talk about Dutt's gear, bro? That shit was absurd. Well, it's total gimmick. Yo, they did the Sismi Timbers thing. They held this man for like forever, three minutes, maybe more. Um, setting up that finish, and it was just like, yo, why are they doing this? This is a house show match. They did, yes. Jeff Jarrett gets in there and does the Jarrett strut, which is the Rick, which is his, which is him impersonating Fargo Flair. strut. No, no, no. Let me finish my joke. Damn it! Like Jeff Jarrett's in there and he does the Jarrett strut, which is him imitating Ric Flair, imitating Jackie Fargo. Like it's it's you know ain't none of rich about that man. That man is Tennessee Flair. Uh, so 
he does a strut, and then you catch on the on the apron. You see Sanjay doing the strut, and then immediately you see C C Satnam Singh do the strut. The Satnam strut. That was the highlight of the match. The Satnam strut was the highlight of the match. The opener of AEW Dynamite. Let's move on. Loved it. Um. So uh, they had a Brian Danielson vi- video package. Uh, forgot what he said, but <laughs> um. After that, we had ROH uh, champion Claudio Castagnoli and John Moxley against Roosh. Impressive Vance. Um, actually, I enjoyed this match. I thought they beat the shit out of each other. And um, hella effort, but was sloppy as hell. And like, yeah. it's it, they clearly did not have this thing planned out. It was clearly like we're just gonna do this shit on the on the on the fly. I feel like this was a, a Preston Vance um, challenge per se this is like all right we're gonna put you in here with these three guys mm-hmm. and we're gonna see what you got this this is a measuring stick match where, where are you at so mm-hmm. uh i don't know if he necessarily like passed with flying colors but i think he you know showed enough to like warrant them continuing to kind of give them something i have a question if john moxley didn't blade at all what Hold on. What, why would he not blade? It's John Moxley. Hold on. It's a question. If John Moxley didn't blade, could AEW keep a, a TV PG rating? Or do they cuss too much? Um, no, nah, they cuss too much. Okay. Because he cu- he bleeds so goddamn much that like he might just be the only he might be like. This guy is responsible for the CB4 T rating. If you if this guy didn't do this, and him alone as a lone individual actor acting in bad faith, okay. we could have a TV, TV PG show. He could be. He, do, he doesn't believe for me. He doesn't believe for you. He believes for himself <laughs> to feel something. Look, I'm past. I'm look at this point. I'm past bringing up like he believes in every fucking match because or damn near every match because he does, but. I just, I just wanted to make my joke guitar saying like, bro, this this man is responsible for for this rating. <laughs> We're past bleeding. We're past bleeding. <laughs> uh, so yeah, man, I, I did enjoy the match, but it was sloppy as points a lot as far as like disorganization of like mistimed things of seeming like, and it seemed like the left hand didn't know what the right hand was doing because like you know it's base it's a tornado tag and like one one you know two people over on this side, people over on this side, so it, it was sloppy at times, but um. The crowd was into it, and then it, it, at some point, the crowd wasn't into uh, the rest of the show. I forgot I can, what the turning point was, though. I can tell you why. It was like the crowd was like realizing, it was like, hold on, we got a bad show, and then no. the crowd like quit on them like halfway through that. Um, but after that, they were showing Heyman Page, he got attacked by Butcher and the Blade and Kip Sabian, uh, Dark Order save uh, their guy. Did the Wardlow Jim Ross sit down? This was actually pretty good too. Yep. Um, he basically shares a personal stories with with, uh, with Jim and and or excuse me, personal stories with Joe while they were teaming, and one of them was about his dad, his connection with him, and he grew his uh, his hair and you know to kind of honor him because his dad had long hair and a beard, and he had a rocky relationship. He died of cancer, uh, but he was able to see him wrestle at his first indie show. Um, and he basically grew his hair out after he passed his connection with his dad. Joe knew this and it took it from him. And I kind of like that they did it afterwards because it wasn't like this thing where we all got to kind of telegraph it and get it in the moment. Um, yeah. I like them it, just it, cutting it, it, it and then it, it makes it seem like 
oh, this shit is fucked up that Joe did. Yeah. yeah I, I think it's a nice touch, but it's obviously a retcon. Like, he just wanted to cut his hair. It's fine. But I, I do like the, the part where, like, it, the hair being cut means something because the look cha- the, like the, the change of the look means something now. Yeah. Um, you know, he, and he didn't have to lose a hair versus hair match or anything, but uh, I thought this, this was crafted, like, in an old school uh, kind of Jim Ross interview fashion. Yeah. You know, Jim ain't really adding much at this point, but I think Warlow did good with the format. Yeah. Like, this is what Jim should have been doing. Like, in retrospect, this is what Jim should have been doing from Jump and in, in only this in, in from Jump in AEW. But, like, he's still around, so, like, put him to work. Um, Make him fulfill the contract. Um. <laughs> uh, we have Mark Briscoe up next. Uh, he defeated Josh Woods. Uh, Briscoe is a nice uh, baby face to come on the roster, like in the middle of the shows here. It looks like, and um, he's a lot of fun when he yeah. comes out. It's yeah, just they like, tried. I think the crowd, like even for an AEW crowd, was like, "Who the fuck is Josh Woods?" Even though we see we see him like once a month. Like, yeah, this was when people were like getting into the like enough with stop trying to make Ring of Honor a thing. <laughs> so. All right, should I should I should I ask the question I asked y'all in the thing, uh, uh or floor floor is yours, sir? Okay, so we have seen a uh, a lot of uh, people of late like take wrestling media to task for getting into uh, places to be able to ask particular figures within the wrestling industry questions, and instead they ask them these fluff questions, um, and that's real. So if I were in the the uh one of these AEW pressers, I would say, hey, um Mark Briscoe was on the show today. Um he came down with the uh Ring of Honor tag team, one half of the Ring of Honor tag team titles. What exactly is happening with that? Like, is he going to defend them by himself? Is he going to vacate them? Is he going to defend them by himself? What is happening? Do you have a plan for 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 what happened? Like, what is what what is your like course of action with this going forward? Because it's unprecedented for uh, Ring of Honor at this point. But what is happening? We would like to know because of the tragic events of what happened to Jay Briscoe. Why why are me and Booker T the last two real journalists in pro wrestling? Brother, um, yeah, man. I when I when I saw you ask this question, I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like I didn't even think about this shit. Like <laughs> I did because, like, they just had like one of the best fuse of the of the of the of last year over the belts, and now, like, you know, what I'm saying, like, those tag matches were literally like what help carry these pay-per-views. Indeed. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying to be funny, but it's like, hey, like, what's happening now? I don't, and I don't mean to be cruel or callous with that. Like, I don't think yeah. it's necessarily, but I don't think it's unsensitive to ask that question. Maybe it's too soon. Maybe. Because well, the way I, the way y'all read to me is like, y'all was like, the, it, is this a joke? Is this too soon? I'm like, no, nah, I'm not trying to be funny, but like, what are you going to do meme? with this shit? You ever seen that meme where the people are in that city council meeting and somebody says something and then everybody turns around and it's like, you need to leave. Yeah, like- that's what I, mean. I remember that one. That was like the dude was talking about like his uh, his kid was getting picked on and all of a sudden like, well, maybe you should go back to your country. 
And Buddy was like, "You need to leave." Yeah, they were like, they couldn't believe that he said yeah. that. It's like, yeah. man, I've seen a lot of these uh, these um, parents conference at schools. I've seen a lot of people say that kind of stuff. I can't believe y'all gasped. Well, whatever happens with somebody the belts, was thinking that too. Besides just him saying it, what whatever happens with the belts, we are about a month away from Supercard of Honor. One would think that might be a time to uh, address that, whether a tournament final is there, whether it's Mark defending that shit by itself, which I maintain would just be sad. Um, How do they have a tournament final for all they got is events? When are they doing the shows? When does the show start? They they tape next weekend, February 25th and 26th. I totally missed that part. Okay. Okay. So I'm sure something will come. Uh, in that out of that so shit um, yeah you may as well do it and call like the jay briscoe cup or some shit like that right you, you can do that um renee well, the briscoe's a- cup you can't you can't leave one of them out like that'd be fucked up that would be fucked up yeah. be like uh, yeah yeah he won all them tag teams with all them tag team titles with his brother but he's gone so we only gonna memorialize him y'all live ass we don't give a fuck about like damn that's rough that's tough <laughs> damn so Renee had a sit down with Adam Cole, who was overly happy uh, for some reason. Couldn't be happier to be back on the road. Um, I really hope they don't just turn him heel. Um, because it's like, I think y'all should try this. And I feel like Adam Cole needs something different. I got the vibe that Jay White was coming to beat his ass. That's what I was concerned. That's when I was like, hey, he's coming to AEW. Because like Jay White has often is is really if ever done anything that like I wanted him to do in pro wrestling. I don't want him in AEW. So of course he's coming to AEW. <laughs> That's um, my luck. I, I mean, I'm not plugged into any I, I've heard people mention that. Like it's just this thing, but I'm like, I don't know what that's based on. So The Bullet Club stuff. Yeah. Um uh, yeah. So we'll see if that happens. We'll keep our eye on it. Um MJF made his entrance and this was uh this was a pretty good night for MJF. Uh he he's Jekyll and Hyde right now. I feel like um he's <laughs> yeah. He gave us a lot of memeable material. He had a memorable commercial break that was captured on video where he's just cussing up a storm, giving everything to the crowd, getting all the heat. Um, he basically said uh, it wasn't long ago, uh, the fans who worship Brian Danielson, they were previously de- devil worshipers. Uh, he turned his back on them uh, before he could turn. They could turn their back on him. Just like the crowd, Danielson's trash and convinced the crowd that he's better than MJF. The only way that you're the best is when you're holding the world belt, not having five star matches. Da-da-da-da. He's the best wrestler in the world. Danielson doesn't have the balls. Blah, blah, blah. Calls out Christopher Daniels. Christopher Daniels comes out. Still selling the eye, by the way. Uh, young boys beat the shit out of that man. Um, and he basically said, you know, Danielson has looked up to him, or he's looked up to Danielson his whole career. Um, MJF had basically paid Daniels to basically disparage him. Uh, he wants, he basically set it up like, I want Daniels to tell the truth about this guy. Um, and then Danielson, or Daniels wouldn't do it. 
essentially. Yeah, Daniels on the uh, front end was like, hey, just to let y'all know, MJF paid me a lot, a, a whole lot of money to, to, to come out here and besmirch the good name of Daniel, of a Brian Danielson. And then he pulled out a, a wad, like a bank of envelope of uh, money, and then he handed that shit to MJF. MJF quickly grabbed it and put it back in his pocket. He's like, yeah. fuck that. You, you don't want to... I'll take my money back. Yeah, that was great. I well, thought my money like don't my money don't spend here. <laughs> like my money don't spend here. Right. But um, yeah, like he basically like you know he talks about a lot. He gives he runs like a history dump exposition like about the King of the Indies tournament in, like 2001 different stuff like yeah. that. This was yeah, all yeah, really yeah, good. Right like here. I was listening to Dave, Dave Meltzer talk about it again because he does it like every six months. <laughs> Oh, he's someone who uh, MJF wishes he was. Uh, he called MJF a fraud. MJF smacked the mic out of his hand, which was funny, gifable moment. Slapped MJF and then basically kicked him in the dick. MJF put him in the uh, arm bar and then Danielson came out the ring. MJF bailed. It's a good segment. Yep. Wasn't a home run or anything, but uh, I thought Still this very was good. pretty effective. Yes. And way better than that bullshit he did last week, the week before. Like. <laughs> Uh, video packages of the guns celebrating their their tag team uh, title victory. Uh, they got a new catchphrase saying "Welcome to the Gun Show." Uh, kind of like a little entertaining pre-tape here. So um, after that, we get Jack Perry taking on Brian Cage, and this I think should have been better because we saw them have a uh, awesome match at Winter Is Coming. And but you know they they still did moves to each other, so. Um, this was cool. Uh, Jack gets to win uh, on Cage. Yeah. Um, Jack Perry. You, you have to tell me what happened. Gold. Sorry. I was saying he was he was signaling that he wants the gold still, but yeah, um, yeah. Um, and then Christian came out. Yes. So Christian Cage comes out, um, and crowd pops kind of for him. Uh, of course, Christian hasn't been seen. Maybe a month or two, like they kind of got him out the way uh, while he was seeming with Hook, and Christian basically suckers the men, uh, attacks him, takes off the sling, looks he like he's ready. Like yeah. he showed up with the sling on, so like it was almost like the the hill version of like that that Kevin Nash deal, but mm-hmm. like he's like I got the sling on, so he's like I'm gonna come whoop your ass, you 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 weak, and he's like I may be weak, but. I got that fire on me, and that fire was <laughs> was fucking mace. Mace, and, and he, yes, and he gave and he put hot sauce all on that boy. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, you need some milk uh, to throw to pour over Jack Perry's head. Yeah, uh, Christian to get his vision to back. Take off the sling and show that I am healthy, and that yeah, I may have been healthy, but I still sprayed this boy. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, so it kind of resuming their feud and I yep. think their match is going to be awesome. Yes. And I, um, and I need Christian on that mic to talk about, you know, relations with his mom again. I, I need to see that. Cause it, that shit is, it, that shit is foul. And but this shit is so entertaining. <laughs> so um, yeah, you got to sit Mrs. That. Perry ringside. Like, you know, you yep. gotta do all that stuff. You gotta you gotta bring Christian's wife in if you if your uh, ex wife and if you're you're uh, Jack Perry you got you got to sit her ringside you know be like we doing this for you Mrs Former Cage <laughs> you know <laughs> this can go this can work both ways <laughs> but um 
after that, they informed us at Revolution the Guns are going to defend their uh, titles against two teams. They're doing the two battle royal deal like they did last year. Um, so they're going to have the casino battle royal and then, uh, or excuse me, uh, the traditional tag team battle royal this file this week, following week's casino one. Um, and the acclaim like had showed in said they were screwed. They're making us a four way tag. I don't know why you want to get your rematch in a four way. I don't know what how we're doing rematches like that because that's not been something that they've uh, necessarily done for the titles too Every often. Every blue moon they'll talk about a rematch clause. Yeah. Every blue moon. So I, I think they should stop that shit personally. But um, yeah, I know Aussie Open is in one of these battle royals. Yes. I don't think, that, I don't I think they're going to win though because I think there's different bookings that are conflicting. So mm. uh, one can hope you know that they would win but um as far as the setups for the tag teams i think this is going to be a good barometer to see like where the tag team division is at if they're going to bring ftr off the bench if they're going to have aussie open how far they're going to push them in top flight's been getting a lot of focus uh of late are there any plans to go heat those guys up um are there any wild card teams they throw in we will see um after that they um had the elite backstage uh with uh, Don Callis and Michael Nakazawa they had basketballs they were talking about NBA All-Star weekend uh and they said something and it was I forgot what it was but it was like hold on that doesn't quite make sense but <laughs> um AR Fox and Top Flight basically showed up they wanted a rematch they had basketballs as well they wanted to run it back on Rampage um uh, Cal said no. Dante said y'all don't got the balls. So Kenny stepped on was like, nah, let's let's do it. And then um, they somehow Brandon Color got hit in the balls with the basketball, uh, and they announced a trio title match for Rampage. That match ended up being a pretty fun kind of comedy match. wasn't I don't think it was on the level of their last match, but it was very entertaining. I'll say that. Uh, and the match featured the use of basketballs, so that was pretty funny. They did a tip-off spot, I believe, and they were throwing the ball at each other as well. So this was uh, this was goofiness, but in a good way. Great optics. How, yep. Look, how can anyone play basketball with the, with the black guys? I mean, to be fair, the, the elite—you know—these are well-established basketball players in uh, in AW Cannon. You know, uh, we've seen the handle of uh, of Kenny Omega. We've seen the handle of of uh, Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson. The, the trick shottery. You know, cool. we've seen this. Why? Why are you running from my question? <laughs> why are you running from my question? I didn't ask you that shit. Why do you want to? Why do you want to? Why do you want to slap maybe, five maybe, on the black hand side with these niggas? What's what's look, going look, on? Maybe they got the Larry Bird mentality. Maybe they offended if anybody white guards them. Oh man! You know, you know. The, excuse me, the Larry Bird Julian Maskell, um, you know, mindset. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, offended. You know, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going nowhere with you. I'm not. I'm not indulging into that. I'm leaving that alone. You know the Isaiah Thomas Dennis Robbins philosophy. You know. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, after that we got Hangman Page versus Kip Sabian, and um, yeah, man, uh, Kip useless, man. Um, this just match quick win for Hangman to. 
kind of set up this segment. I, I I was looking for Kip to show me something, and did you see anything, James? That I miss anything? I mean, I saw a guy that could do really well in like an Adam Lambert lookalike contest, but that's really about it. I don't even know who that is. Adam um, Lambert's a, a a singer. Got you. Yeah. Um, I I I love it. it's like Mike saying put put Kip on ROH. You can't just dump people to ROH. <laughs> what do you want to see him do in ROH? You want to have a pure rules match? <laughs> no, I'm not. No, no, seriously. I, I want you to look at me when I say this to you. What? He's a fine wrestler, and that's it. But if you want to, but you can't like use that dude as somebody that matters on a program. If you put like no, you can't put him in the ROH uh, heavyweight title scene. You can't put him in the pre rules title scene. You can't do nothing with him. We don't even know what we doing. What they doing the tag titles? What you? What is there? What is there? Are you team Mark Briscoe. Don't you think? Don't you think that Mark Briscoe has suffered enough this God year? God damn it! Don't you? Th- no. Why would you do this to him? You're right. After the match, uh, Moxley and Claudio came out with Willa Yuta. Um, I have figured out Willa Yuta's new character, and this kind of felt like it on Rampage. You know, like, it's like, all right, imagine, like, a group of actual cool people or cool, tough people, right, that adopt, like, you know, this young kid coming up that's, you know, maybe a little shy to himself, whatever. He's like, nah, man, you with us. Uh-huh. And then, like, it don't quite fit because he's trying to overcompensate. Okay. That's what Wheeler Yuta's doing. He's like, and he's and he turns kind of into, like, a snot-nosed kind of punk. And it's like, oh, bro, like, like you don't get the principles of why these dudes are acting tough like this. You just projected the outward image, but you coming off kind of asshole-ish. If you see what he did on Rampage, it was just like, oh. I hope, like, are, they, like, are all these niggas turning? Like, because they all acting like Willie you Like, Willie Uta's, like, off on a fucking island somewhere. So... Like this is this is a double entendre for you, Rich. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fill you in. I'm just gonna laugh and move on. So like, is he an honorary oos? <laughs> a little bit different, right? Be- right, a little different, a little different, a little bit different, a little different. Because, but but because, I just want to like, move on from there. Because Wheeler's like like I don't think Sammy was trying to be like them necessarily. Just but I'm not necessarily talking about Sammy. Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! I'm gonna just move on. Um, Moxley said, "Pays things they have unfinished business, but they don't." Moxley beat him weeks ago. Moxley has respect for Page. Uh, has his number. There's no chance in hell Page is gonna beat him again. To me, this was a siren that Page is going to win the pay per view match. Yeah, um, he, does, he doesn't think Moxley satisfied with how it ended. He did the roll up, uh, mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, you know Page thinks the end of this stands with only one of them left standing at Revolution. Uh, Moxley basically said he hoped he would say that, and he doesn't have any friends here to talk him out of it. Uh, Heyman started looking around, noticed he was by himself in there. Dark Order came out, crickets. Um, 
and Evil Uno basically said, you know, they he that David had his back. Uh, Evil Uno was actually pretty good here. Yes. Uh, said he had his uh, back through thick and thin. Paige was like, nah, man, I don't need, I told y'all to like leave me alone. Like, no, it uh, wasn't even that. It was like, hey, bro, don't come out here. They'll beat, they'll beat y'all ass. <laughs> That's really what it was. He was like, bro, I appreciate it, but you're barking up the wrong tree because if this tree fall on you, I can't save you. You just yeah. gonna die underneath the weight of this tree and the branches and the leaves and the stems and the sticks. Uh, Uno like gave Moxley a pie face. He said he's not afraid of him. Uh, Moxley just like looked past him, was like, didn't take him serious at all. Did this and dude just said, did this? <laughs> he said Texas Death Match. And he rolled out the ring. Um, yeah, so they set up a Texas Death Match. I think a lot of us kind of figured that's where it was going. Um, yeah, I've, I've really liked this feud a lot. Uh, yeah. There was a good pre-tape. Evil Uno did uh, probably like a 20-second promo that was pretty good on Moxley. So he said he's going to basically he invoked Brody Lee's name, said, I'm going to sh- show you why I was the number one selection. Da, 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 and they got a match next week, which yeah. I'm sure Moxley's going to beat the shit out of him. So <laughs> uh, will Moxley bleed in that match? Uh, No. Like, there will be blood, but it won't be his. He look, uh, it's finna get risen and real be some real lucha tings in that ring. Like that man's gonna be bleeding through that mask. Um so we had Shivani backstage uh with, with Jazz. Jericho said Ricky Starks ain't getting no rematch. He's not on Jericho's level. Full Jerichoism here. Um Daniel Garcia said uh this isn't Stark's time. He's gonna expose him as an absolute fraud. Um and you know, they set up match for Friday and uh Starks ended up uh, beating Garcia. Mm, it was pretty good. Um, Shivani was backstage with Paige, Cassidy, Matt Hardy, injured Stokely Hathaway, and this is probably the funniest thing I've seen Stokely do on television. He has a fucking beret on, and <laughs> he was demanding Hook to be suspended, uh, and then Hooks is suspended. I don't know what the storyline is. Said the info was ridiculous. There's an investigation. So I saw a joke on Twitter that said those AEW investigations take a while sometimes, so uh, we might not see Hook for a while. Um, after that, um, we got this main event. Uh, Ruby Soho taking on Tony Storm and Dr. Britt Baker. Now, at what point did it, was the crowd dead while we, we've gone through this whole entire show up to the main event? What point for you did you realize the crowd had died? Pro- probably... During the Jungle Boy and Brian Cage match. Okay. I think it's about around there for me, too. Yeah, and it was just like, oh, it was like they got their head slapped, and they, they realized, they were like, oh. And then, but they set up a good Rampage for them, and ironic, and, you know, weirdly, the crowd woke up for Rampage, and it was like, it wasn't just sweetening. Like, it was like, oh, these people were, like, into this shit, and they had three big matches on, on Rampage. So, um, I don't know. Actually, I know why they did it because Rampage was at seven. They had the All Star Game directly after it, Friday night shit. So they tried to load that one up. But um, back to this main event: Ruby Soho and Tony Storm and Doctor Britt Baker, brother. Um, I assume this is the match they were trying to do a couple weeks ago, but couldn't because Britt was injured. I don't know what they were going for. I do not think this resonated. Um, this storyline is, I think it needs better B 
people to execute it as far as the heels. Um, I think Tony's just fine. Saran, not so much. Um, I feel like she has not contributed anything to the company positively so far. I don't think there's any like thing that was like people were like, yeah, that was awesome. I if so, feel free to point me to it. But the spray paint on the ass is an all time low moment in the history of AEW. Like the spray paint on the ass to brand the L. F- funny concept, right? But in execution, no. It, it just to bring One, up Grant the paint needing to get on the pants in a visual way to actually transfer the via ass right. planting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it may like if this were a cartoon and like you know, and the cartoon character does that to the butt of the joke bad guy in the car in the comic. I'm sorry, the uh, in the cartoon. It'd be fucking hilarious. But this is this is real life. They're just acting like cartoons. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what the what the creative was on that. I don't know what they were trying to accomplish. Um, okay, so now they have tried. In I don't necessarily blame Brit for this. It was a talking point that people have made throughout the time. Like even the acclaim was doing this when it was uh, swerving our glory of the at WWE ears coming into AEW stuff, right? And they were, and you know, she pointed that stuff out with the Soraya stuff. Soraya didn't brought up stuff about, I'm a bigger star than you and blah, 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 blah. And then somehow they got brought, Tony Storm got brought into this and now she's a heel with this too. I think they, I think they overvalue that people really don't give a fuck about this stuff. Um, and they don't care about the Soraya stuff because the Soraya stuff with Brit stunk. I, I just don't the think Soraya can play the role. I just don't think she can play the role. Who can like, play the role from WWE? Who's AEW that was in AEW or that was in WWE that can play that role right now? Maybe Athena? Maybe? She's maybe, beast, but beast she of, can't talk she's either. Shit people? Yeah, she she can't really talk either. But, but, but I don't I don't. Is, maybe she doesn't is, need to talk. But the thing is, she got over because she starts stiffing people. Right. I feel like this division is a tale of two styles right now. It's like the Jamie Hater section and people that can wrestle her and make that shit compelling. And then there's like the Brit Jade kind of side where it's like. And then there's the Joshi kind of like doing their own thing. Um, (laughs) uh, But I think this would work if someone other than Soraya was being cast as the big bad and all this. I don't think this would work if Mercedes was in it. I don't. I don't think people care. Like. Like when you do the we are AEW originals thing, and then you think about what that actually means, and you're talking about Jamie Hader who came in late compared to you know Brit. It's like, I guess, but maybe it's my opinion because I'm like, all these people come from different places originally. I don't know, like it just doesn't work for me. I, like, I got like I personally thought. Like for me, the that you mentioned the spray painting of the of the L on the ass was like funny for me as far as like the idea of it. The execution stunk, but like I like the idea of it. But like as far as like that's not gonna get them heat for spraying L's on geeks, right? 
Right. Um, it, and then it's, it's very like beautiful people, like mean girls, like you know. I mean, and if it wasn't involving this storyline in a different thing where they were just like just branding losers on people, L's on people, sure. Um, it's sophomore, it, it gets over, right? Uh, but I just think that like everybody, nobody wants to see anything involving Britt Baker and Soraya. And like, unfortunately, Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter are dra- are have been dragged into this thing, and like, the sooner Jamie can get away from this, or just flat out they can just do the Jamie Britt split, the better. Um, Ruby. That's what I think up. is actual money in the division at this point is like a Jamie Britt feud, and all this shit's in the way. <laughs> so. Ruby did get the win. Yes. Um, and she's still this. like, I, I have, no, I want nothing to do with either one of you because I hate you, Brit, and I don't, and I'm not a, a sucker that's doing the, that's turning on people in the locker room. She's a good person that, that like rightfully doesn't like Brit because Brit's an asshole, and then like she's cool with the rest of people in the locker room. She's not turning her back on you though. She's from a WWE. Yeah, she's the actual like reasonable person in this whole thing. She's caught in the middle because they, people, these two, Saraya and Brit, are forcing her to be in the middle for now. Yeah. So she's signaling like she is going for the title. She could be the pay-per-view match for all we know. That's what I was thinking, too, when she won. Like, Jamie and Ruby, and then something happens from there, I feel like. But um, I I feel like Soraya is, like, the most uninteresting part of this because, like, I don't think she's over in the least. Um, It's kind of – it's – I don't even know what to say. Like as far as like because like I defuse DOA. Like this program's like, DOA. No matter like whatever happens to it, like unless they somehow manage to put together some great match. And like it seems like nothing to it. And it also feels like the way this is going and the way they want to continue, like they want this thing to be an actual, like real deal thing. Like I remember um maybe like a month ago someone was talking about like, could they do women's blood and guts? And I'm like, with this shit? I hope not, the fuck not. Bro. No, like I, I, I think the things that can help this is like I think you got to get Jade. You got to break the, the the Jade glass door and, and put her in this and be like, yo, I'm part of AW2. Like and be like, we ain't never, ever crossed paths. So it's like she's just an, uh, she's a chaos agent at, at that point. Like she's in there as like a different kind of kind of thing. It's like finally, oh, you mixing her with everybody else. And I think that can make it more interesting um it can make you more know, interesting where's nyla like i i think nyla might have something to say here um where's akaro shida you know uh let's like if you're gonna roll it out like and maybe it's taking them you know because they're not gonna get that much time every week right like by the time they, they roll all this shit this. out Right, like they're by like, the time hey, they roll all this shit out and introduce like, all the like, people, it's like it's gonna take longer to do it. But it's like these these steps in getting to wherever they're getting. Some of this has been brutal. Some of it has worked, like the LA tag team match. I thought was awesome. I uh, thought they were over in that, and this was not that. I um. Britt has to be on a pay-per-view, so, like, what do you think happens? What do you think she does? Do you think they, do you think they deal with a tag match instead of, um, like, a return tag match? Like, a rematch instead of, like, having her defend? You know, 
Because I don't think Ruby, I don't think Ruby is like a big enough thing to where people are like, oh yeah, I can't wait to see that match necessarily. Because it's like uh, Ruby ain't exactly in there hidden like uh, like Jamie's in there hidden when uh, when it comes to a match as far as like being physical and that kind of stuff. Like if you want, like I feel like if you want to if you're gonna put Jamie in a in a fence, like you need to put her in with someone that's gonna go out there and try to have a physical match with her. Yeah, because you can, um, can they call up Beth Phoenix and see if she can, if see if they can get pry her free. I would like to see that match. Um, as far as Britt, can't think where she fits. I I think the thing might be that um, that Danielson and MJF have that hour match and it's going to eat up so oh, much time. Yeah. So yeah. they may That's an be hour, able to half hour. It's an hour. It's an hour. The whole thing's been set up as an as an hour sixty minute. You can't fuck with me thing. So yeah, yeah. So that's uh, seventy minutes, basically. That's seventy well, entrances minutes and shit. So like the video, well, actually, maybe seventy-five. Like video package, entrances, post-match, sign-off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was about as long as the Roman Reigns match. So, you know, seventy-five minutes, bitch. <laughs> you know, including the entrance and the stare downs oh and the talking, the post-match angle. Like, but it'll just be the match. You I, know, I think you're confusing like, what a yeah. match, at, the length of a match, and what it feels like. <laughs> I think you're I'll confusing you. those two. Yeah, tell you like when I sat down, bro. It was just like I felt like the rest. Like even though they were playing the, uh, you know, the ref bumps, they were they were playing the the video packages and the commercials and shit. I didn't really get bothered by all that because I was paying attention to the All Star Weekend too. But when that match started, it was like, oh, time has stopped. <laughs> it was the worst match on the show, Rich. So I see stopped. why you feel that way. Uh, one more thing from Rampage: uh, Dustin Rose versus Swerve Strickland. This match, I thought, was awesome, and they did the almost y- the yearly DQ in this match, um, to where Dustin had um, Swerve beat at the end, but before that, these guys were in there working. Um, and they were like, like Swerve was like looking like, yo, like he's been like waiting to get in the ring to kind of do something to this level for, uh, for quite a while. Cause like, you know, he had, you know, he had been booked against Brian Pillman, but he wasn't going to get the same kind of opportunity we get with Dustin. Like this, they got the main event. I think they got like 20 minutes too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and this was like, I said, Dustin was working. Uh, he he got bust open, but it was good the way he got bust open. Um, and then the end. It wasn't uh, intended. Is it uh, that way? Nah, it it was it was it was intentional. Like okay. so, like okay. uh, Dustin was on the outside of the ring near the new. Um, like his head was on the ground. He's kind of like on all fours near the new barricades. Uh, Swerve like basically ran the entire length of the ring, hit him with a drop kick into the barricade. So it was like. That and that should look great. So uh, he quick came question. up. Quick question: Why do the AEW new barricades look like they just want to be like the LED Rob or WWE barricades? I don't know. They look hard though. They do look like, hard, but they look. But you, they get they feel like if they if they really want them to actually look similar to that, you know, WWE look, and also with the stage now, whatever. So I don't care or whatever else. But people, it's worth noting that like. They've gone to the primary colors of red and blue and all that kind of stuff too. Yeah. 
All right, but back to uh, Dustin and Cody. Dustin and Cody. Um, Dustin and definitely Cody. not Cody. <laughs> but um, yeah, th- like this was awesome. I th- I thought this was uh, this was a big kind of match for Swerve here, and I think that going out of this uh, with that DQ, uh, Parker got involved, pulled Dustin out the ring, uh, attacked him, and that was like you know the end of the match or whatever. Um, they bring Dustin in, kick the shit out of him. Swerve's gonna basically pull out the the brick again to to put it on Dustin as they had Dustin's head laid on the steel steps in the ring. He was gonna jump off the top rope. Keith Lee's music hits. They look at the stage, but Keith Lee kind of rises up behind them because he comes in behind them. Keith Lee has the all gray hair with no beard. Looks very different, um, and basically runs him off. Uh, there's physicality with him, Parker. Um, and Parker, like Keith Lee is going to set up Swerve for like the kill shot, no pun intended. But Parker sacrifices himself um, to take the hit for Swerve. So, uh, you know, Swerve got these white men jumping in front of him to, uh, to, to take these take these, these whoopings and beatings. So um, there was no Trench this week because Trench had been taken out, but we didn't That's know. That's his name? Trench is his name. They gave him a name. Okay. Um, so... Trench had been taken out by Keith Lee. We didn't find out kind of until Keith Lee like returned. He was because Swerve was like, I don't know where Trench is, like before the match. And um, this is a good piece of work. This, they can probably go into a tag match with Parker and Swerve against Dustin and Keith Lee. Uh, of course, you know, the, the connection between Dusty Rhodes and Keith Lee as well. Uh, he came to Dustin's aid, uh, helped him up, and he was all bleeding and shit. So they rolled this over. Uh, I would have liked the clean finish personally, but this, you know, they use DQs like once a year. If you're going to burn one to get some heat for swerve. And I think it's okay. All right. So besides that, I don't have any other new stuff on the format sheet. Um, Besides that, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's a good place to leave it. Make sure y'all buy my goddamn album. <laughs> I'm not playing with y'all. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> you want to give them the, you want to, the link is in the description on yep. the y'all show know notes. At. But, y'all know where it's at where it say dream machine on it like you ain't got to be confused about what it is you can click that and then you can read like what like, you know what, what your funds are going into so like uh yeah yeah fuck with your boy um so yeah uh if you go to the show notes um in uh show description in uh, the podcast notes you'll also see next to uh the link to the pay help dude for his pot for his al- new album you also see the uh youtube link to his new video um oh ah, yeah well. that's right did um, that too yeah yeah uh and um yeah that's in the show y'all thanks for listening be sure to raise more app you're using to listen to this with um Check out the other shows on the network besides Wednesday Radio. You have Keeping It Strong Style, The Rick and Clyde Wrestling Show, Gorman Watches Shit, uh, The Rick and Clyde Wrestling Show, Gorman Watches Shit. I'll say it again both times. Should I do it again like Mike Jones? Or no, I just move on. I'll, I'll, Back I'll, then, they I'll, didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They all want me. I said, anyway, uh, so <laughs> um, The Great Consequences Podcast, um, 8 Bit Suplex, uh, All Things Elite. 
get in the ring, great match generator, and meet the press slam. Um, also, uh, if you're watching, um, you'll see the links to the Cash App and the and the uh, PayPal. Go there, drop yourself donations there. Um, in the podcast, you have the descriptions uh, and show notes, and you can go and find our website from there, donate there. Uh, thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Peace.